0: What do you need this? Oh, yeah, head.
1: clip that to your thing there. All right, episode 142, riding shotgun with Norman Jim. Special special guest with us today. Uh, we're talking baseball, and we have North Penn High School coach Kevin Monero and Frank Frank Yanni Yanni Yanni. So assistant coach, and also an airline pilot. We just found out. <laughs> just and also, a, also a
2: purveyor of fine Italian food and wine. Whenever you might
0: need <laughs> some suggestions sweet.
1: or recommendations,
0: or worldly, worldly recommendations.
1: <laughs> so that's good. We're gonna. I got a. I got a lot of questions here about baseball, and, and we'll just dig in. But before that, I have to give a quick shout out to a couple of our uh, longtime listeners. Their kids did really good. I try and talk about that. Uh, Max Stancini, Andrew T's son, won the district. Wrestling. Six wrestling. All right, yeah, way, go. way to go! Came in first place. Freshman. So, freshman. We'll uh, I don't know. He's he's a he's a smaller dude, but uh, as a freshman, winning. That's he's great. That little district six. 20 proud 20 of that one. Way to go, Andrew and know. And then uh, Aiden Stratton, uh, Chris and Amy's son, okay. uh, finished third in the district. So they oh, very nice. They move on to the next level. So that's a big Again, deal. Congratulations um, to both. Like to promote our locals doing good, yeah. but really proud of Max. I mean, he won the states last year. You know that junior high tournament, and uh, so being a freshman, we were, we were really good. Really looking forward to his uh, his wrestling career. Mount. Wow, what a great start! So I'm gonna crack him,
0: especially career. as a freshman. Right? Yeah. yeah. Three more what's years of coming it? back. You know? Yeah.
1: That's yeah. So good stuff. That's a Division One
0: future aspect right there. You yeah, and he won go to Penn State, though. Hey, he's
3: saying, Penn, Penn State, a he's a Michigan guy. man, this
1: wrestling, Iowa. Yeah. Iowa, Iowa yeah. State, yeah. Ohio State. Unfortunately, his dad's a big Michigan guy, so. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, right. you're gonna that's lose
4: there,
3: there, Andrew. Senator Penn State breakdown.
1: Oh, Michigan's baseball program has yeah. done quite well lately. Yeah. Yeah. They have, is okay. which
4: is rare for this area. I mean, they, had a kid,
1: to... they had the kid there. Uh, what, the guy that went played the Yankees had the half an arm, right? Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott was a Michigan guy. Yeah, he was. Oh, I didn't know that.
4: he throw a perfect game? No, yeah. And the pros he did, yeah. Was Perfect game? Sure uh, no, no hitter. hitter right uh, no Still amazing, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a Michigan guy.
0: Yeah. Crawford and Scranton were big Yankee fans. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. It's Triple A's there, right? Yeah.
4: But yeah, I would have it, to block yeah. out that version. Yeah, we it's got, it's got a, a bunch of Sox fans. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Sorry it used about to be that. the Phillies up there. He's it a, used to be the Phillies, yeah, yeah. Red, yeah. Red Barons. Red
0: Barons.
3: It made more sense now. It's the Yankees because Scranton's, you know, right there to New York anyway. So,
0: anyway. So, anyway. I has a story for one of our former players.
5: Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go Let's well, yeah, do it. Right yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's Eric amazing. Ruth,
2: our 2009 state championship starting pitcher, was signed by the Yankees after 2013 um, college season at Winthrop, and uh, he we went and saw him play in Trenton, and he um, he was bouncing out to to a Triple A Double A, and uh, then they called him up, and uh, he had to throw batting practice to Derek Jeter and. Alex Rodriguez, yeah. and yeah. Um, I think they had him up and down because he threw strikes. They needed somebody that could yeah. throw yeah. strikes, and so when he went up there, he threw to those two guys, and, oh, well, that's a life experience and a half right there. Yeah.
0: Um, he was on the team that won it, the AAA World Series team. Yep. Yeah. Oh, then, really? Then the next summer, when yeah. bye-bye, we saw him. They got cut. Uh, yeah,
2: no, tough life, minor leagues. He, he lasted, for, he lasted for a while,
0: um, yeah, he lasted, and they used him yeah.
2: – you know, he wasn't a, a high draft pick or anything, so they bounced him around whenever they, wherever they needed him. Uh, they didn't have a lot invested in him, but he could get it done. So they bounced him up and down until, I guess, he got to the point where they felt like he had reached the ceiling. But yeah. oh, I would have loved to see him get a shot. Oh,
0: Sanchez, who's on, Aaron Judge, all those mm-hmm. guys, Robbie, uh, Renstier, or whatever, he was the second baseman. Yeah, he was on those guys, that team with the That's Yankees. Nice. And who was the other catcher the Yankees got rid of before Sanchez? He was a big uh Big draft pick, he had, yeah, he was from Puerto Rico, but I don't remember his name. But there, he was. That was his teammates there at Scranton. That's awesome, Trenton, Trent, Trent, Scranton. We saw him yep. p- pitch ball. Yeah. Trenton was a nice. The I remember the they big built big big big. a ballpark.
1: It's a great little ballpark. Yeah. They were the Red Sox at one point in Trenton. Trenton, yeah, and then they moved to the Yankees. Okay, when they first started out, the Thunder.
4: Abingdon, why he didn't go to Abington, They didn't go to Abington. Abit- the brothers, the Annie brothers, the one kid is on the Reds now. I don't know, we made it for the last minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, so where did they do that? they go to school? See any? I don't know. That. Yeah, that's the Ralph, the, yeah, the yeah. haircut hair yeah, all yeah. place. It's, uh, where they yeah. go to, like, Wood or something? No, they went to Penchard. Oh. But he, okay. He you ever
1: shoot. been to the College of Italian Bakery? Do you know Steve Carcari? Do I know Steve Carcari?
2: <laughs> it's more than just a bakery. Did yes, I just turn this into a commercial now? Oh, I mean, <laughs> Steve's great, <laughs> and cool. his have, he has the best park park business is. you could ever imagine. Oh, he he and the yeah, uh, I'm the good. um what is it called? What did I eat when I was there? No, the, no, the banger. The banging chicken cutlet. Oh, did you? you did I went you? up that afternoon.
0: Oh. And you, you sent up the picture. Oh, it was I got so good. So good. I went back up, I have pictures of it. Yeah. I said, Coach Mielo sent me up here for this. Sandwich, I said, <laughs> Can I order? I said, Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. see, that he's Texas just, just such a great promoter. He team. just yeah. got
3: inducted to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, he he did. Really, That's right. He did. Okay. Yeah. Remember
0: yeah. Uh, after the uh, we played the uh, at Methacton High School? Yeah, he state. had lunch for us for the whole team. Man. That really quarterfinals of the state in 2021. And after that game, we invited the whole team up for for lunch. It was an afternoon game at Methacton.
5: Okay. Yeah. And
0: we went up there for lunch. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, so he was like, Kenrick, yep, Kennedy? he was. He, was, Kendrick, he coached Kendrick, Chris Levansky. Um, uh, there was
0: high school, college, sure.
1: He went to Widener, Widener after Widener, that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then he's got the picture of. Uh, I don't know if he coached him or not. That uh, Christian Walker. Yeah, yeah. Did
4: he? Well, the, that was the one. Yeah. Out, well,
1: uh,
4: he, the, he, well, he goes to South Carolina. He he ride right ride my to South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I, I, I know so he was the coach
1: there when yeah. Chris Levansky
0: oh, played Bansky's there. Labanski's one. Because the other,
4: he got drafted like fifteenth, didn't he? He was the top, so I remember. number one round, mean, he was the top. Yeah, so a, a, remember, 15, round. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Top. yeah, yeah round one.
1: Yeah. All right, so tell us about getting started in coaching and then making it to North Penn. So
2: mm. it's hard to remember getting started now because it seems like it was so long ago. But um, actually, I have a story. Uh, I was in high school and we were playing Truman, and we had a rain where'd, delay where'd you go to high at North Penn. Okay. Um, so we're okay. talking this. We're talking spring of '97 we're playing baseball, it's raining, we have a rain delay, there's a thunderstorm coming in, so we go up the hill at North Penn into the gym, and we're standing there waiting for the storm to pass, and at the time, Dave Rittenhouse was the head coach, and his nephew, Jimmy, uh, who is now a very good friend of mine, was an assistant coach, and Jimmy was only a couple years younger than me, um, but he's standing there, and we're talking, and I said, Jimmy, I said, I think we're going to coach together someday. This is my commitment to, I'm going to be your assistant coach someday. And that was how it started because I went and started playing baseball at LaSalle University in college. And then I would come home in the summer and play in the Perky League. And I started out helping out Jimmy, who at the time was the head legion coach at NorGwen. And so that was my first foray into coaching was his being his legion assistant. And then I kept playing in college and graduated from college and started teaching at North Penn. And Um, Bob McCreary was the head coach at the time and first year teaching I said hey Bob do you need any help I'd love to get involved so I was a volunteer assistant for my first year teaching which was the 03 season and then uh, an opening opened up the next year as an assistant coach and I started coaching with him and Frank started coaching with him and um, well the rest is history. During that time as an assistant coach, I was the head coach at Gwen, American Legion. Uh, Legion Ball was very big for a long time then, and we had some great programs there, had some unbelievable experiences, and Bob stepped down after the 2011 season, and I got hired in 12,
1: and here we are. 11 seasons. Yeah. This is your 11th season. Correct. Oh, that's as great. a head coach.
4: Yeah. As a head coach, yeah. Just to right. say two things. Well, first of all, Rittenhouse- Letter carrier, obviously, that's a good person to follow after. That's <laughs> right, and he just got inducted <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. Give him a shout out. That's right, and uh, my father was a mailman up in Scranton. This is a good talk as <laughs> you make the oh podcast. Oh boy, here we if, go. And 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 if
2: you are a letter carrier, that means you he you know he knows a lot about all of you. He knows more than you think uh, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> Mailmen know everything. Jack,
3: you know what? I'm
4: officially getting a, the retirement starts in the thirty first. Yeah. how
2: long were you the coach for for Legion Bowl? Uh, summer of 03 through the summer of 11. And you are inducted into Nor
3: Hall of Fame, is that right? The Nor Hall
2: of Fame and the Pennsylvania American Legion Hall of Fame.
3: Wow. And you guys won a state title.
2: We did in the summer of 05.
3: Which, to me, now I played Legion ball, and we had a very good team. And we never sniffed getting close. And we were loaded. Yeah. And for you guys to do that, that's well, unbelievable.
2: It's unbelievable, but it's also unbelievable to think back on it. So the schedule is bananas. I mean, now back then, every game, when you once you got into the Bucksmont semifinals or quarterfinals, every game was nine innings. And you only have an 18-man roster, and you're playing nine innings straight for five straight days without a break. I mean, that's every region region tournament, state tournament, mid-Atlantic tournament. It is five consecutive games of nine innings with only an 18-man roster. Now, those parameters don't exist anymore, and I can't believe they existed then, but they did. We only had a 15-man roster in 2005 by the time we got into the playoff run because we had a couple guys that didn't play anymore and then one kid was away he was only a sophomore but he was in Europe for some academic uh, opportunity so to think that we did that with that small of a roster is crazy we won 18 games in a row in the playoffs and we also had the greatest player I've ever coached and have not even seen anybody close to his ability since and that's Greg Folja who went to University of Missouri and then got drafted by the Indians. Um, But he, I mean, and we've had great players at North Penn. I mean, Frank will tell you, some guys that can hit the baseball and throw the baseball, but this kid did it all. He could pitch, he could play the outfield, he could hit, switch hitter, could run, could have played all nine positions on the field. But that's kind of what it takes, you know, to win at that demand of baseball, but oh, those were great years. And then yeah. in '09, we managed to get back to the state final again and went on to Appleton, Wisconsin for the Mid-Atlantic Regional as the state runner-up. So it, it, incredible experiences, really. Yeah,
5: that's
1: great. That's fantastic. And, I mean, I remember back when we were uh, Boyertown, didn't they? they, oh, those, they uh, have, Boyertown's the king of legion, well, absolutely. Boyertown
3: and another one was Levittown was very good
0: back then. roll up in Scranton, we would play – Swowersville. If you beat them, then you ran in right into the gauntlet of Boyertown. Mm-hmm, right. Barry Beeler, the guy. Yep. You know, that's a, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that name. Yeah, well, he was. He you was. Know, his you know, son you know, played. Was it was Tya with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. He was. He his group was a year behind my age group kids, and he was played played at Boyertown.
2: He also turned the big 6-0 a couple days
1: ago.
0: Yes, yeah, he's a wonder.
4: He's a year and a month for that.
1: Staring at it.
4: I um. So. My oldest son, which a lot of these guys don't know, he's much older. And so when he, he went was to Was he all uh, Catholic? Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> this is the oldest one. He was North Penn and so we've moved in here in two thousand and two. And Kevin McKinney would coach CB West basketball. On, yeah. We just got in a conversation of you know, at that point my kids, I wouldn't know if they were gonna go to North Penn or Lancill Catholic. My oldest did go to North Penn. He was just the, he was more suited for that. And he said, uh, we were just having a conversation. Say, how can a giant school have such a average baseball and a stinky basketball program? And you you were there not much later and he's he graduated in two thousand and ten. And, you know, I remember Scott Christie, Matt Alball, I can you know, tons of kids. And that's the year, first year you wanna state championship and oh, believe yep. me rich Marino lives across the street even though i like to hear good stuff about myself i you know i said who's this monero guy he's just beating up one of these small schools but obviously honestly you deserve that credit and it's a good time to promote your program yep. but yep. you changed your team into a program it's, well i, I will
2: say i will say this about high school baseball and uh, you know we, we i know our area more than anything but baseball in this area is unbelievably strong. The Suburban One League is as good as it gets. If you finish 500 in the Suburban One League and are fortunate enough to squeak into districts, you have the goodest chance of anybody of winning the state title. I mean, that happened to us in 2013. We were the last team in. And in
0: 2019, 2019, 2019,
2: CB South sneaks in as the last seed in districts and they end up playing in the state final against Southerton, who beat them. And so that's uh, two teams from our conference oh, wow. playing for the state title. Very titles. close so, to each other. Yeah, yeah. And, Coach, Coach yeah. Mayo,
0: tell them what what happened. We lose to Southern twice, oh, two nothing. Yeah. We lost to Southern two nothing. We beat yeah. South twice.
2: Behind the left hander Joe we Valenti. We make the
0: playoffs. We didn't get anything. The two teams yeah. that played the state championship were two and two. Yeah,
2: and that's two nothing. Yeah. Two
0: two nothing losses. And, wow. and you know, and yeah. and
2: the comment about like the size of the school and stuff, which you hear all the time. And you're right. I say. Every year we go into every season expecting, yeah, we better be in districts because we're a big school and we should qualify. But when you play in our league, and, I mean, look at CB East. CB East had a pitcher drafted in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft, and then they had a kid last year who, Aiden Weaver, who who went to Duke, who's throwing 95 miles an hour. I mean, you face that, it doesn't matter if you have 5,000 or 6,000 kids in your school. You face <laughs> yeah. that kid, he's going to beat you Is most it of the time, zone it is one and done until you get to a certain round of districts. Mm-hmm. Then you can play back into states, but then states is one and done. One and, done and, yeah. and I don't know that that's really so when baseball you should be played. These but, oh, it's all about matchups.
1: Seven, yeah, it really is. Yeah.
0: Seven Division I pitchers last year we faced every single game. Yep.
1: Yeah. Wow. The, this, and and that, so that's where, that, when you say yeah, the sizes go. Cool. Actually, yeah. that's not so much as an advantage because you want to make – baseball is funny like that. You know the elite it's those kids that are going to make the difference mm-hmm. that can, you don't want them to fall through cracks. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you only have a certain amount of seats. Yep. So it's like finding those players is tough. Right. And that's what makes a difference in these runs. I think if we right? played a
2: schedule where we played every day and we needed a five-man rotation, we would have a massive advantage because of our size. Right. But when you only play two or three games a week, all it takes is one or two good pitchers and you can beat anybody. And that's what everybody in our conference has. So... Yep that is i mean that's the reality in our area but i wouldn't have it any other way i'd much rather have that than the opposite you know playing an area like like poor hazelton i mean we well poor hazelton they're so good but but we play hazelton and they're up there they're struggling to find competition yeah and so they'll go they'll win 11 12 games in a row but they want to come down and play us because they need, they know that they need to see teams like this in order to you know be ready for the state they got stacked teams what are their feeder leagues I don't really know that area that
1: well. Um, up in Scranton,
0: the, you mean? That's his right? Yeah. They have this Warriorsville. Well, that's,
1: that's well, the I one. Mean, I just remember, oh. like, we hosted the uh, PA State Little League over here, Lower Park. That's where Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for, for Little League? Yeah. Okay. 2014. Yeah. But it was like, uh, I it was like Black Mountain or something like that. Back Mountain. What, yeah. yeah they're Back Mountain American or something yeah. like yeah. that came down. They had yeah. Redland. You had that Collier Township with the kid, Austin Hendrick, who got drafted 12th by Cincinnati. Like, all these kids came in there, and then, you know, as part of the thing, we I had my host team was Taney, who sure. ended up winning the thing. Oh, right. with right? yeah. Monet Davis. And, but it was like, I wanted one of these traveler teams. But that Collier Township team from out in Pittsburgh, they had the Austin Hendrick kid. They had uh, Brian Trottier's kid, Christian. Was on the team, you know, from the Islanders? Yeah, yeah. This kid kid was on the team. I had this kid, Tortorella, who was a great pitcher. But I was, like, watching these kids, and I'm like, you know when you see elite studs. And that's what happens. And literally, you get a couple of them.
0: They can carry you. And they can carry
1: you. We we played
2: Hazleton in 2021 in the first round of states. And their starter... Was a lefty going to Florida State. Yep. And then when they decided to take him out, they brought in a righty who's going to West Virginia. Huh. And that kid threw harder than the first kid. So, I mean, I'm telling you without exaggerating. That's what we're seeing every game. We're yeah. seeing at least one of those guys almost every game in our league. I mean, last year we faced two kids going to West Virginia from our yeah. conference. We faced a kid going to Duke. Um, the best pitcher we faced all year was probably McCausland from Salterton, no, who's at St. St. Joe's now, who just pitched real well uh, last week, I saw. So, and our guy's I
0: mean, my, at Old, Old Dominion.
2: Yeah, and we our number one's at Old Dominion now. He's actually yeah. pitching yeah. He's yeah. pitching probably in about an hour yeah. for his second start so, of the year,
0: that's which cool. is so awesome. Every single Great. game so. that we faced for the past couple of years, that's who we faced.
1: Wow. But that's good though that you know your schedule. You try and schedule these ahead, right? You're saying well, that our league schedule is automatic.
2: Right. So for the non-league schedule, we do play the best teams we can. I mean, this year we have Hazleton on our non-league schedule. Yeah. We have Springford on the non-league schedule. That's Springford yeah, stuff. Yeah, we have Ridley, who's good down there, and then we play a team in Florida out of Vero Beach, which they already started playing like three weeks ago. So they'll be a, they'll be over a month ahead of us when we play them. But the thing is, we don't really have to go out and find those teams outside of the league because we see it every day. Um, but it's it's good baseball.
3: How many guys, um, you know, we're talking about the size of your school, how many guys are you allowed on your team?
2: There's no limit. No limit. Um, That's a,
0: we've right? had,
2: Yeah, there's no limit. I mean, we've had pretty big rosters, but generally when we do that, it's because we have guys that are just pitchers. So if we have a 20 – I mean, we've had up to, you know, 25-man rosters, not abnormal for us, but maybe six or seven of those kids just pitch. And then we have those kids that are hard workers that put time in, year in and year out, and by the time they get to their senior year, we look at them and say – you know, you're, you're pretty far down in the depth chart, but you're a great team guy. Is this an OK role for you? And when they say, yeah, I just want to be part of this team and I love it. And you know, we've had kids on state championship teams that have done nothing but pitching the bullpen. Um, and when I think about 2013, we just one of our, our JV coach just got married last weekend, Brandon Billets. And he was one of those guys. He was a senior in 2013, hardly played, but he was a heart and soul of the team. And at his wedding, there were other players that were in the same boat. And they're all great friends still. And we get along great. And they, have, they all have rings. Um, but and, they helped us become better every day.
1: That's it, you know, right? It's, 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 yep. That's what it takes a team. Yes. To, uh,
0: and then the teams that we've won with, it's a team.
1: Yeah.
0: 2021 team, you know, going that season, we didn't even know what to expect. Compared that team to the ones, the success we had prior, we didn't know. And then all of a sudden, these kids are a great bunch of kids, and they got together, and we got hot, and, you know, we lost in the semifinals, final four against De South that day. Yeah. Huh. But the kids are great. We always comment on how,
1: how well these kids. You are said paying. semifinals to LaSalle? Yeah. So let me 21. ask you about that. When you have these elite kids that you know right through the whatever they are the feeder programs, right? You you see these kids. You can see them coming up. Do you lose kids to the LaSalles, the Interact schools? The... We don't lose a lot. I mean, many, I'll, I'll, be, a, most schools,
2: no, really I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, we you know we have kids. We have 200 kids at our baseball camp every year, and a lot of those names we get to know them from the time they're young. And yeah look we're going to we're going to lose a kid here or there because families choose for any number of reasons to send their kids to private school it could be religion it could be other opportunities it could be whatever the situation might be um but we can guarantee them that if they if it's all about sports they're going to get everything they need at north Penn and more uh and so we hope that at least from a baseball standpoint we can do everything we can to retain them you know in their home district and believe me i i probably well I probably spend too much time in the summertime out of baseball fields and out of the Little League complexes and stuff like that. I should probably go get a life and spend more time down the shore or something. Yes. But are baseball yeah, guy, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I know kid. that I, I need to do that. I <laughs> want to meet people. I want to know who yeah. they are. I want, to, I want them to know who I am. Um, and that's a big part of it these days. If we want kids to stay here, we have to make sure that we know them and they know us and they know what we're all about as far as our program goes. I don't know what it is, but I, I
1: mean, to that point, I'm not, I don't coach baseball, but I can't go by a baseball field and not have an interest in the game and seeing yeah. the way it's played and being played right. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. my wife, like every year thinks college, women's college softball world series. Yeah. I watch every game yeah. because <laughs> the fundamentals sure. are so amazing and it's yep. played right. You know, yep. that's
0: that's the key Top. word. Fundamentals yeah. of playing the game the right way. Absolutely.
1: Right. And if you watch them, they do everything. Everybody's moving on every play. They're I, they bump, I think yeah. about, Those I, girls. I go back yeah. to the Phillies yeah. playing we the Braves in the playoffs this year, and JT Realmuto hits that ball in center field off the wall. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna is standing in yep. right field, never moved. moved. Yep. Never moved. Yeah. Nope. Pro baseball. Correct. Well,
2: he was so impressed yeah. with the swing, yeah. just watching yeah. watching the, yeah. Watching yeah. the ball fly. Yeah, it's yeah. Like,
1: but you know, right? Skill you have golf. a job on every play. You got to do it. You got to be moving, sure. and it's it's amazing to me. That's why you know you, I love watching well coached teams, okay. and I'll just stop and watch. You know?
3: How many guys? And I and I when we first when we first got here, you talked about CPR for Legion ball compared to these guys who play tournament mm-hmm. ball. Or a, how many of your guys are going to that? Playing AAU ball rather than Legion ball. How much time do we have? Um, yeah. it's, nah, nah, it's, it's I know that's a tough basketball.
2: It's changed a lot. Uh, I Several years ago, uh, we had every year we have a beginning of the year presentation to our parents and players, and we kind of go over expectations for the program. And I put a slide up, and it had all the guys that were on our roster the year before, and they were color-coded in terms of where they played in the summer. And I was just trying to prove a point. And the one slide showed – our roster, the year of a state championship, and there were only about two, maybe three colors represented on the screen, which meant that all of our guys on the team were either playing with each other in the summer or against each other. So most of those kids, for example, played on the two major Legion programs that we had at the time. Well, then I showed a roster from another year, and they were it was like the rainbow. It was kids that played in all these different places. That was several years ago. Now the reality is that there are – So many travel teams out there that most of the time somebody will say to me, hey, what about this team? And I'll say, I don't really know much about that team because I've never heard of them. There's just new travel teams every year. Uh, We had a couple players last last summer who asked me, coach, which travel team do you think I should play for next summer? As opposed to, coach, do you think I should play Legion or travel? Like the question has changed. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, But... If they're going to play travel ball in the summer or if they're going to play Legion, that's up to them. That's their decision, what's best for them. I just want them to be playing baseball the right way. I hope that they learn the game the right way, and I hope that they don't go there in the summertime and do things that are counterproductive to any progress. That that Yeah, that that developmental stuff that is real important and learning the game from an execution standpoint, some of that stuff takes a backseat in the summertime because it's – this showcase travel uh focus mm-hmm. so we just hope that they are continuing to play the game in a way that makes them better players
3: yeah you almost would think that they would want to stay with their buddies i mean that's how we were when we were growing I up. up i, I don't I'm know when Pope this I, yeah. I don't know when this whole thing about they travel do ball came to. about but we they always wanted to play, play together because we all came grew up together yeah the we focus is playing yeah. against each other a little bit in yeah. different leagues but when we got the legion we got to
2: play together the priority has shifted to going where there's the most collegiate exposure and so if they're going to play on travel teams that play in showcase tournaments say at diamond nation or these places where you're going to have college coaches um you know there by the dozens they're going to find teams that give them that opportunity in the summer more so than the other now like for us we spend a lot of time together we have a really robust fall schedule we work out in the winter and obviously our spring commitment is is big and we take a trip in the beginning of the year and hopefully our season goes well into the postseason so our kids do play together a lot and then in the yeah. summer they go and they do what they have to do what's best for them and I'm okay with that um as long as you know they keep things in perspective I think is the most important yeah.
3: what do you guys do um I know you, you just kind of mentioned the fall stuff what do you guys do in the offseason to kind of get the guys ready sharp Getting ready for the upcoming season. If they're not playing another sport, what do you guys do for them? Or what do you have? Well, I just hibernate and I
2: will let Frank take <laughs> over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Frank's he's ready flying planes. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, 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 yeah I, but. Uh... Coach, we well we we do. do, So, weight
4: guy, like specifically, we do. So, so what we
2: so what we've done in the past. Now, everything. First of all, everything we do in the off season is completely voluntary. You know, nothing is mandatory until PIAA season starts on you know March sixth this year. So, everything is optional. Everything is funded by ourselves. Um, There's no financial commitment from the school or anything like that. It's all independent. Um, But there was a we had a great fall league that uh, Pete Moore from Happer Horsham started back around. I guess he started it sometime around 2000. 11, yep. 12, something like that. And it was called the Extra Bases Fallball League. We ended up putting together a board of directors. We had a great fall league. Uh, and we'd play about a 10-game schedule. And there was a tournament. And then we even started doing a showcase. It was really good. It was about 30 teams total between the varsity and JV divisions, all high school teams. Um, and all from this area. Uh, Catholic League teams, public school teams. It was a real great mix. So we did that all the way up until, uh, well, up through the fall of 2019. And then, like everything else, COVID hit. And... It kind of changed everything. We couldn't do it in the fall of 2020. So we ended up disbanding the fall league because teams were able to find different things to do on their own. So that's when we started in the fall of 21. We started getting a little bit of tournament work in. And then this past fall, we really beefed it up. We played in um, several tournaments in the fall, a couple hosted by Springford. Rick Harrison does a great job up at Springford hosting tournaments. Then we played in one up in Quakertown. We also played at the Perky Omen School up there. So we did uh, – what do we do? Four tournaments this fall and uh, practice a couple days a week. And then starting October, we're in the weight room um, before school two days a week. And then guys have a program that they follow for two more days a week. We have our own strength and conditioning coach, Jimmy Ward, who runs uh, Iron Athlete over in Lansdale. Jimmy's fantastic. Uh, and we do that. And then we go into our workouts down at Diamond Baseball Academy in King of Prussia. And we start those in December. Um, so we have a lot going on. And. Um, you know, this keeps Wednesdays us keeps us busy. One. This, this Wednesday, and well, Saturday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday Wednesday and Saturday, are our last indoor workouts. Yeah,
0: such a big school, school and such a talent
4: laden <laughs> yeah. roster. And you know, diamond hear, baseball. Kind of I would hear yeah. about. You know, I would hear from kids that are yeah. unhappy because, because, I, because the one near me you know, is diamond. Even diamond switching schools, like to say go to LC, and I'm thinking. So how do you keep kids entertained? Make it a little more fun. Have somebody shoot to be the player that wants to be on the team because you good players are getting cut yeah i mean it's it's, to me it's a hard yeah i mean look you can't keep everybody Yeah. yeah
2: you can't keep everybody but uh the practices that we run uh the way we do things on a regular basis up in the weight room we make sure everybody is included we make sure that we're competitive we make sure that you know we keep things moving it's i mean it's very organized like it doesn't you can't just roll out of bed and say okay let's go practice and have it be fulfilling i mean Everything in the fall and in the winter is just as meticulous as it would be in the spring. And even at Diamond Baseball Academy, we have um, about 45 kids going in there now at a time because we're trying to give opportunities to these younger kids uh, as opposed to, say, bringing in just our returning varsity guys. Then the other kids have to fend for themselves. We try to provide for as many as we can. A big part of that is that we have an awesome booster club and an incredible group of parents that raise a lot of money and we're able to use that to provide these things for kids. That's great. Yeah, and that's to me that's the biggest thing right now is that because baseball's becoming so travel and specialized, you know, oriented, these families that don't have the money are the ones that miss out. So I really view our high school programs as the chance for these kids that don't have all those resources to get better and to learn the game. And so I'm glad that we're able to do what we do because I think if somebody came and said, you have to cease and desist all out of season activity, what would end up happening would be the people with the resources would be going and separating themselves yeah. incredibly from the kids that don't, and I'm glad that we can provide that for them.
0: Yeah. And we have players that benefit from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, one kid, benefit from it, became one of the best center fielders we ever had. Oh, sure. H- hands down, from all 19 years together. Jeff Kevin. Sabater. Yeah. Yep. Some so- freshman, the from the sophomore year, college? the junior, he, was all, no, he wasn't still even going to play anymore. He was contemplating not even playing anymore, yep. and the kid became a 21, 21, 2021 season. The defensive player, offensively, of the best. Ever seen yeah, right? yeah. In yeah, 2021,
2: he was – and I, don't, I usually am very conservative yeah. in yeah. my estimation of talent, but I will flat out say with full confidence, mm-hmm. in 2021, he was the best center fielder that I've ever coached. I mean, the That's kid great. caught baseballs yeah. that you would never imagine somebody getting to. Just amazing. And yeah. he was a kid that
3: had benefited the, from the off-season. Season. Oh, sure. And he was not a travel
2: ball kid. He yeah, grew nah, up in no, Hatfield yeah.
0: hatfield Manson system. Yep. Nah, they didn't plan spent spend a dime on uh, any travel, any eval. So coaches are coming to Coach Manano and saying, who is this
4: kid? Where, do he, where yeah. does he play travel with? He doesn't. Speaking of that, I, that's I great. think I read on yeah. your, I mean, I yeah. saw on your Twitter account, you have 27 active college we do yeah, we have
2: uh actually i actually think we have 28 now because one of our pitchers who pitched for us who graduated in 21 um he was out of baseball for a year and now he has ended up on hartford community yeah. college's roster um yeah. his name is christian stevens so wow. so at, at the time when yeah. i when i posted all that stuff i, I didn't even realize he was doing that yeah i saw him play first time i ever saw him play he was playing a cyo playoff game up at whittlestray <laughs> park yeah, when right. he was in that like was... eighth grade it's the first time i ever saw yeah, him, I um,
1: him. Um, one of my recruiting trips <laughs> my recruiting, my recruiting
2: that's budget, that's by that's the way, is too. so small; it's okay. zero. Um, yeah.
0: You can guarantee a free uh, ride. Yeah. yeah,
5: that's right. <laughs> free, free tuition yeah. and books. Up, up, yeah. Free tuition right. and books. Yeah.
2: But yeah, we have 28 kids playing college baseball right now, which is just awesome. Um, yeah. And at all different yeah. levels: Division One, Division Two, Division Three. A couple of guys in the JUCO ranks right now. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's, it's awesome when I sit down on Sunday morning and I open up the laptop and I start going through all the box scores from Saturday and. Not only do we have 28 kids playing college ball, but last year, um, Chris McLean, who was at Jefferson, mm-hmm. he was a 2020 kid. So he would have—he's one of these kids oh, that I missed their senior year. Um, he it. was the MVP last mean, year. He had—he wanted to play Division II ball so bad. He wanted to go to the P-SAC. He was sort of borderline missing that year. Didn't help. But he ended up at Jefferson, and he was their MVP last year. He did a great year. It up. And, yeah, Evan great. Sullivan last year at yeah. Binghamton. I mean, oh, my God. Evan's a super player, and he had an unbelievable season last year at Binghamton as a rookie. Um, All-conference honors and everything. Uh, Zach Miles, who has had nothing but injuries along the way, one freak injury after another. He's finally a senior at Westchester. He had a big weekend last weekend. Um, Joey Villaini and Joey, Joey Valeni, uh, Dylan Brown, Quinn Holt, and – um. Danny Carwin all had big weekends on the mound last weekend, so it's just great. Not only seeing him play, but seeing him play She's well. This, yeah. so
4: I graduated with him. I have to ask, her, are you his son? The, the amount of homage he gives to you—no, he's, he's Jim, Jim really is he's Jim Milani is
2: the man. He's the man. Yeah, yeah, he I, still I, comes I, I, to our booster club meetings I, yeah. as a um, booster parent emeritus, I guess you would say. He's, uh,
4: he's I coached fantastic Charlie since he was six years old. I know. I, I, I honestly yeah. thought he would struggle because of his. Lack of speed, especially going up to the college level. He just must have. He's he pit, he, he throws four
2: pitches top. for strikes. He mixes his speeds. Down, yeah. He's sneaky quick. He knows the game. He's, his pace of
1: the game is awesome. He does it all right. What's cool about listening to you, the two of you talk about these kids is they made an impact on you as well as you made an impact on them. Oh, They're going to sure. always come back. You know, They'll always remember what you did for them and yep. coach them. I mean, my father being a coach – I mean, Jimmy, you know, I mean, yeah. it was like yeah. these kids from the 70s who are now grown men, you know, they would come back and talk about the impact my father made on them and and their lives. And that's that's huge in life for yeah. coaches. But you're talking now about what they gave to you, which I think is really awesome. To have that many kids that you can sit here and talk about right now off the top of your head... Name and in their the past names. couple years and they're yeah. all in college and you're, ta- and you're talking <laughs> yeah. and you're following them still which i right. think is awesome yeah. too right it's not next let's go it's you you're still connected in your own way right with these kids With that's great that's yeah. commendable for yeah. any kid coming up into the program it's pretty awesome to hear well we you know when you when you teach and coach it's like people always say oh man i these
2: kids today i could never do that and oh it must be so terrible and I don't know, Frank. I just We're lucky. I mean, wow. either we're lucky or it's a byproduct of how we do it. I don't know. But we get these kids that just they work so hard, and they're so dedicated. And when you surround yourself with people that work that hard, it makes it so easy. It makes it very easy to be at the field at you know 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning to get the dugout cleaned out or something like that. Or it makes it really easy to keep up with the off-season schedule that we have because you show up and every one of these kids is there, and they're raring to go. It would be very difficult if we ran a program where the kids weren't showing up or they were flaking out here and there, or they weren't committed. I don't think that I could be a part of it if the kids no, weren't. Nineteen years of coaching
0: here. Yeah. Bob McCreary, Kevin Monero didn't do it the right way. I wouldn't be here for nineteen years and these kids. Mm-hmm. Just Thursday, before I had to go on a trip, lost power in my house, electrical power. Text the coaches, hey, one of our players, twenty fifteen pitcher, Kelly Webson, who's they have their own electrical company. They showed up. The father came fix the problem. It was PPL. It was a Pico problem, but. He had said that his son, Kellen, could run his company because the dedication that we demand of our players, and it shows. And he would come to our meetings, he said, the father said, it's, but with the program that you guys run, is because my son could run a business, doesn't, doesn't do anything with baseball. It's running a business, showing up when you have to show up, being dependable, If you, show up at eight, you have to show up at 8 o'clock, you show up at 7.45, do your job from the beginning to the end, and we just—I just had this conversation with the parent on Thursday,
1: yeah. and so, they came to fix the house. So that's also the culture you build, right? I mean, yeah. you're dealing with different families, right? Yeah. And and so you got to hope that they're bringing that. But the culture that you have and you build around that helps with the whole community, and you don't allow that to infest into your I mean, your you had
3: mentioned earlier about, you know, North Penn has so many kids, so many uh, students, and me and Norm came from a big school. We went to Abington. We don't have as many as, mm-hmm. as you guys did, but we were very me- mediocre in a lot of our sports. I mean, so having a, a a lot of student body is an advantage, but it's only an advantage if you have the right people to buy in. And if you had a lousy program, you're gonna have guys who don't wanna play, because they're going to think it's all politics, or we're going to lose anyway. But if you're running a good program, where you're giving everybody that shot and giving them opportunities to improve, and hey, you show yourself you're going to get in there and contribute, be part of a winning program, we did beat then they town. start. They're going to start. They're going to be more time. So then they're going to come in <laughs> the year so, after they won the. the. The world, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, that's your that <laughs> that product. You remember you it 45 guys. years later. That's right. great. So I mean, that so goes to you. Guys.
2: Sure. Well, you know, the parents are great, yeah. too. And I will say this parents get a lot of flack today, too. Oh, uh, these, I don't know how you deal with the parents, the parents, the parents. And um, I'm going to, is this table wood? I'm going to knock on this for a second yeah, because yeah. every year, we have our beginning of the season first pitch dinner and i go over some stuff about the program and i put a number up on the screen which i'll do again in two weeks when we have this dinner and um it's like when you go into wawa there's a board that says 100 days without an injury or something like that (laughs) well we have a number that's number of years without an uncomfortable conversation with a parent and fantastic and for us and very very lucky it's going on 10 now we have not i have not as a head coach I have not had to have a problem with a parent about playing time or anything like that. We have had no uncomfortable conversations like that in 10 years. Wow. And I'm not even exaggerating. That was we, going to be yeah. one of my questions. Yeah. On yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know, you hear these stories about awesome. parents, so mm-hmm. that's that's great too. And that could change, but I think it's a real testament to them and how they understand high school sports and how much you know they understand what their kids are going through. And it's probably the easiest, the best part of the job is that we have great parents who we don't have conflict with um and you know like i said that could change winning helps a lot winning, of that it does
4: help always has as a teacher does that a benefit you get to look after your kids make sure they're on top of um, other things i'm very that? glad
2: that i'm in the building every day <laughs> what um, do you if, teach? Uh, english public speaking and journalism well, well, so yeah. so if, if I wasn't in school every day, I would probably not have nearly the grasp I do on what's going on. Yeah. I, sometimes I know too much. So I tell our players, I'm like, you know, I know more about you than you know about you, yeah. so you better watch, but uh, but it's good yeah. to be in there.
0: But tell them what you do, the message or the letter you sent out to everybody in the building, everybody. Oh, so, and that's, every single
2: and, person. Yeah, Bob McCurry started this, but as yeah. soon as we uh, finalized our roster – I'll send an email out to the whole school, which includes secretaries, custodians, teachers, everybody, everybody, That says, here's the rosters. Here's our JV and varsity rosters. If you have any issue at any time with any of these players, please let me know. I said, and also, if there's good things you notice about these players, let me know. And every year, the number of emails I get back about positive things far outweigh the negative. But we also want our kids to know that they're on notice. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. If you want to be part of the program, yeah. you have to carry yourself that way. And everybody's watching. And people don't – they're not hesitant to let me know if there's a problem. You know, they, they'll they tell us. So. And
0: academically, yeah. too. You know, yep. you know, our rules are yeah. different than PIAA well, rules. Really? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. see little More stringent. more yeah. stringent.
2: When we have tryouts next week,
5: yeah.
2: you know, we're sitting down and finalizing the roster. If I pull up a kid's grades – and a kid has Ds and Fs, and that's an ineligibility risk, how can we possibly use a roster spot for that kid, knowing that he might be ineligible in a week? And then there's 10 kids that would give anything for that roster spot. So we make sure that they know that. Every Every Friday. we get the eligibility report every Friday. Friday. and Do the best we can to keep them in good standing.
0: We're more restricted than PIAA, though. We are. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. PIAA, I mean, well, if you're failing two classes, you're ineligible. But if our kids have one F, unless there's legitimate reason, you know, we make sure they're getting help, we make sure that the teacher's involved, and if it's just a matter of not doing work or you know, not getting stuff done on time, then guess what? You gotta go focus on that before you can focus on baseball. Okay. I think at okay. PUE
1: it was... I can't remember what it was. No, if at Valley where my son yeah. just graduated last year, but it was one class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, yeah. For swimming. I mean, it was one class. Not like North Bend. Yeah. I mean,
3: it was interesting you just said that because we had, uh, as Jack had mentioned, we had Perk Valley's football coach on, and he's a teacher there as well. And he said the same thing. You know, having, you know, the, you know the boots building. on the ground sure. and knowing what's going on yeah. and seeing and, and having the grasp of the student student body, that's very important.
2: And there's just so much more to know about what's going on now than there used to be. Yeah. God, there's I, would, I'm, I feel bad for some of these kids just with the way. Between social media and the pressures that are out there, it's just—it's a tough time to be a teenager. Tough so. time to be yeah, a teenager. It's well it is oh, so it's
1: tough right. on these kids today. Yeah. Everything is in their face in real time. Mm-hmm. It's so different, and the the phone is out in a second. It's tough teaching yeah. today, by the way. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know these kids—they all they want to record everything. Sure, they and it's do. Out and, yeah, it's tough. Um, People on my
0: airplane want to record everything, <laughs> 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 and they're supposed to be, be turning off. off. That's, yeah, yeah. Close it. You close yeah. that door. Oh, shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I can be counted. Kaya had a uh, baseball flying story. For Absolutely. So we played Hazelton uh, first round of playoffs. You know we beat them. They were 22 and 0, right, Kev?
4: They were. 20, yeah. 22
0: and 0, and we played them. And then I bid my July schedule, and I see this trip. My airplane's a 767 from Minneapolis to L.A., which my plane doesn't go What's Well, it's the Angels charter, baseball team. And Joe Madden was the coach. He went to Hazleton High School. Oh, no, yeah, right. He coached Russ Kanzler, the head coach of uh, Hazleton, played Major League Baseball. He was coaching. So I see this trip. I'm doing the trip. Now I'm flying the Angels, picking them up from there and flying them to uh, L.A. I go back and talk to Coach Madden. I say, hey, Coach, on you know, I'm Frank, i your pilot, and uh, also a high school baseball coach in Pennsylvania. Now he's he's kind of fuddled around the seat, and you know, half paying attention. He said, "Oh yeah," I said, "We played around Monto Hazelton." He said, uh, "Oh, they're a good team." I said, "Yeah," I said, "We played them in the state tournament." He stops, looks around, he says, "You going to coach a team to beat him." For the <laughs> next fifteen minutes, we had a serious conversation about baseball. He knew who pitched against us. He knew the both wow. kids, wow. and then the wow. general manager stands up, and he knew those kids. He said, "This is the two kids I told you about that Russ." Head coach told us about that we're looking at. It's going to Florida State and West Virginia to maybe draft them, you know, after high school or look at them when they're going to the next thing. So we had a basic conversation. Now it became yeah, real because he grew up in Hazelton. He knew yeah, yeah. Scranton yeah, yeah. where yeah. I'm from, yeah. so West he knows Virginia. all the people. He played where we played baseball. He said, "Where'd you guys play the game?" He said, "Behind the new VFW, oh, that new baseball field where." So that trip there, I landed at six o'clock in the morning. I did the red eye from Honolulu. Landed in Newark at six o'clock. Drove to my mom's house in Scranton. Slept for like two hours. Then drove to Mountaintop. <laughs> coached the game.
3: Mountaintop. Oh God. Top of three Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> what yeah. so we played. So I
0: coached that. coach the game. State championship game that day wow. against his. It was twenty-two and out. We beat him three-one. It was, it was their, it was, their,
2: their, their fans are great too. They yeah. were sitting up there, setting their chairs up at one o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, they, it was a great atmosphere yeah. up there. That's great.
0: Who are the top teams up in that area in Scranton? Hazleton.
2: <laughs>
3: Hazleton beside yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and then Del was. They're all they're the, they're 6As. Hey, and then, uh, Abington <laughs> Heights. Yeah, Abington yeah. Yeah. Abit- yeah, yeah, Abit- yeah, was 5A. The they were, yeah. they, they down to 5 They're a. down to 5A now? Yeah, so yeah. my high school in Scranton is a 6A, but they can't, I mean, the, Hazleton, they combined a bunch of schools, and Hazleton, they make one, so they're, they're kind of the big powerhouse. But they don't play all 6A schools like we play in our conference. They, yeah. they mix it up. That's why when they played us, the very next year, we beat them in the state first round of the states. And he, Russ Kansas called Coach Manero and said, hey, can we schedule you guys to play? And this past year, we played in the first game. We beat them again. So they're like 44-2. and two. Two losses against us. No way. Is right? And we're playing it again this year. So now that we said that, no, we'll probably yeah, get, get so smoked. No, no. <laughs> yeah. no, but we...
3: Yeah. But uh, Russ is a great yeah, guy. He's a great, great coach and a great guy, yeah. guy to talk to. Are you Runs guys great going program. up there? Are they coming down here? you Are meeting somewhere? They, we're out? going up there
2: this time because they are just like almost every other high school around here. And Notice I say almost. They have uh, been working on the installation of a new artificial turf field, um, and it will be done for the season, so we're going to go up and play there. Last year they came down here. Um, when we played them in states, it was a neutral site, but it was their area because they were a higher seed. Yeah. So, But we're going to go up there this year, March 25th.
1: God, I remember playing at North Penn when I was in high school. It was the worst field. You guys had the worst. Oh, that, do you have a turf field there now? We what? don't have turf, but we've made a lot of improvements. We I know you did. did yeah, we, we want artificial
2: turf, and we're pushing for it. And there's a lot of things happening at North Penn High School. There's going to be a major renovation coming up. Pay attention to any school board meetings here over the next couple of months, and there's a lot of plans for renovating. There's going to be um, – the possibility of building a ninth grade center so they're going to bring the ninth grade onto our property and and that just gives those kids a lot more academic opportunities so they want to do that but it's going to require a lot of changes and it's going to require changes to athletic facilities also so we're in a little bit of a holding pattern right now in terms of putting major work into the field but since 2012 we've added a fence a scoreboard new foul poles dugout. we replaced the infield grass last year um, it's it's become now one of the best fields in the conference. Yeah. Uh, but and the guy
4: probably across the, the field, I don't know oh, if you know, he lives there. Rich Marino. Oh no, sure, I know Rich very well. North Penn. North North Penn uh, he's a, and his son was a real good ball player. He was Is a catcher for us. Was our starting man. catcher
2: in the 2015 15th. state championship team yeah. as a sophomore. That was a
3: well, But he, Well, uh, And I know he's in the politics. It's you know, surprising. The, so. f- the fields are. I, I live in Hatfield, but I grew up in Willow Grove, and the fields up this way are beautiful.
1: You came. I mean, they get even more. I wish. Oh
4: um, yeah, my too, god. Man. I wish I played it. <laughs> <feels laughs> the little The fields and the little fences. I'm going going like Remember, I used to that way. yeah. Yeah. I did. I was refing all your fields like the longhorns and everything I'm like but everybody has a giant scoreboard these are little kids sure well you know the artificial the, springboards, the, the,
2: springboards, the artificial turf you know, is very expensive but yeah but with what it costs and the manpower and the hours that it takes to keep fields in good shape that's what I said that's yeah. the trade-off that's um, what I said I you know. said people
4: so, can't see the forest through the trees well, tell like, about your the argument they had well with it, the at
1: PV it was Park Valley for the longest time they put it up for a vote and it's like, do you want this much taxes to go well, like, up? <laughs> do you want to spend this money yeah. on this? And finally, they came around. They just said, "We're going to do this." Sure. And at the time, they went for it all. They, yep. you know, the football stadium. We were we would have to play at in the yeah. because our, well, our field, field was flooded out. Yeah. Yep. And so they put the turf field in on the football field, multi-use, less maintenance. And they at the same time they said, "The hell with it, we're going to go for it." And they they made the baseball field turf too. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, PV's turf. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, and it, yep. beautiful. It's a
0: nice field. We won the district title up in PB in 09. oh nine. Oh eight. Oh nine?
1: In
2: oh eight we won the district yeah. title. That oh, was yeah. PB. We played uh Springford yeah. that year. Yep. Yeah. Springford's that was that grass good kids still.
1: There. That
0: was still grass.
1: Yeah.
4: Springford's great facility. You I must know, have a big yeah. baseball round because if I'm unless I'm mistaken, your brother coaches for PW.
0: He's Has the head, ever, co- he's have the have head coach he's the coach of PW. We
4: scrimmage him every year. year. Um, yeah, 24 we've 24. never
2: played him in a real game. Uh, or a playoff Not game. Too. Like, this, the district playoff game would be when we would meet up. But we've actually had a longstanding tradition of scrimmaging Plymouth-White Morris. So that goes back to when I was in high school. This is going to be the first year that we don't scrimmage them. And the only reason why is because we're going to Florida a little earlier this year. And they're going to be down at the same time we are. But our schedules don't match up down there. So... We won't scrimmage them this oh, year. We're we're gonna, not gonna yeah. do it Last year we scrimmaged oh, right, them and then right. went to Florida, but this year we're going to just do both scrimmages and done, one non-league down game down, down there. Yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So we that
4: you do that preseason, Florida? So uh, well, it's the season, start of the yeah. season.
2: I mean, it's We start mm-hmm. March 6th. We're going down March 17th to the 21st, and we'll do two scrimmages. We get two scrimmages a year, so we'll play both of them down there, and then we get four non-league games for the season, so we're going to play one of them down there.
1: Oh, that's it? There's a limit? Well,
2: our schedule is twenty is 20 games total. 16 of them are conference games so that only gives us four now in like new jersey for example <laughs> yeah. they have unlimited scrimmages so,
0: so april 1st right
2: up to a certain date so if yeah. we which we would love to have here which would mean that if we take a trip like that we could actually play more baseball but we can only schedule so much so we'll go to Is florida that academics or what it's just it's the, the, the pi rule um I mean, so not can play yeah. as much yeah because
0: we used to go to yeah. myrtle beach and the Jersey teams to be stacked up there until April first, and then mm-hmm. they come home. And then same thing, GA was down there, and then they have seven. They played every day. We only did two games on it. We had yep. pra- more practice. But it's but it's it's, it's, time it's time. fine. We'll go
2: down. We'll practice in the morning. We'll scrimmage in the afternoon. Then we'll do it all over again the next day. So it's kind of like two-a-days for four days, a practice and a game, practice and a scrimmage, and we That's get a lot di- lot done down there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. you said your brother coaches PW. So yes. One of my dad's ex They also have an artificial turf field, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, in high school, PW, their facilities were fantastic back then. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love They just made PW. a lot of improvements there all
2: around. Yeah. They're at their fitness center, their football stadium, oh, their baseball field. Oh, They've gotten better, too. They did the whole gym.
0: We played that game against Penridge down there, remember? Yes, we did. We had, to make the, we had to finish the game. It was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon because the, the playoffs, had the games had to be completed by a certain day. We had to play it on P.W. in the afternoon to finish the Penridge game in 20... Uh, yeah, because it rained for about yeah, three days straight
1: yeah, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> See, that's tough. We had to pick it up. Yeah. That's oh, a whole nother thing.
0: We
2: were, we, season, we were we to, losing. Yeah, right. We were losing, and then the game got rained out in the top of the fifth, I think, so we hadn't batted yet. So then we make it up three days later at P.W., and we end up we were losing two to one, yeah. and then I think we ended up winning Ten, like, seven to two. Yeah, wow. that's great. Nice.
4: At yeah, PW, Kevin's brothers there. All yeah. The, yeah, 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 everybody us yeah. play. Was he a baseball player at the college level as
1: well? Just in high school, he um, went to York College, didn't play. Yeah, so Paul Fisher, who played for my father, was a coach there at PW. My dad, it, he taught with uh, Skip Wilson. So Skip Wilson, okay, I mean, I grew him. up going to yeah. nothing but Skip Wilson's yeah. camps so when yeah. I was a little yeah. kid, and it was great. And um, he was just a character and a half. I mean, the two of them together—they just listening to the two of them talk baseball, which is great for me here, you know. Listening to you guys. I
2: saw Skip Wilson take a line drive off of his stomach one day. We were I played at Lasalle, and there's no foul room at third base. Did so
1: Bobby Vivian coach you?
2: Larry Connie was my coach. Okay. Vivian was before him, okay. but Skip he was Wilson's, my neighbor. Okay, yeah. Skip Wilson's coaching. Skip Wilson's coaching third. Somebody hits a line drive, and it just like right in the side of his stomach. I. I never saw a stomach that big at the time, but, it, it, <laughs> but he, he, abs- it. Here. he absorbed it well. <laughs> he loved the drink. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> he is a yeah. legend. It
3: was a nice field. My, my niece played lacrosse at LaSalle, and they played in the old football stadium. And sure. Right behind you was your the baseball field, so we'd yep. turn around and watch the game. As, yep. you know,
2: Unfortunately, so. LaSalle dropped their program two yeah. years ago, yeah, and so, really so the university it. is they not did, not, not in good standing it. with me right now. That ah. was awful.
4: It's horrible horrible that they did this. Horrible. I mean, yeah, when Temple dropped theirs, I was like, "Are you me, kidding?" Yeah. Who's that? Steve Glamor? No, hey, he's probably closer to my age. Yeah.
1: So pitch counts. Um you, you talked about parents. Obviously, they leave you alone. Does this today? I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, we'd throw forever when when I was a kid. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> right? It you just went in there. It just was what it was, right? Yeah. And but today, I get the pitch counts because these yeah. kids playing travel ball. They're playing they in this stop. league. They're it's playing hard. To, to mm-hmm. They don't stop playing. They don't stop playing. When All I of us here,
0: baseball season was over. We played basketball. Uh, that's yeah. exactly right. right. Or and football. And
4: football.
1: football. But but right. They, and I still think. And it's like they're constantly throwing, and they're torquing these arms. And I'm just like, it for the pitch count, to me, somewhat doesn't make sense because these kids are sitting there warming up throwing 100 pitches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're in practice. It's they're different. throwing. And, they're, and you, it's tough to tell a kid, don't throw that hard. Right, mm. it's like you're in the yeah, outfield. to practice whatever pitch yeah. you want to throw, you know. Oh, um, but gauging that, and then what are the rules in? Uh, PIAA is pretty strict, so it's 100 pitches
2: max per game, and then in the playoffs it goes to 105. But it's 100 pitches per game, and then if you throw more than um, what is it, more than 75, you have to have three days off. 50 to 75, you have to have two days off, and then on down from there. So, it's it, whereas it used to be innings, now it's based on number of pitches. And Which makes sense. It's hard and fast. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't violate
4: that. So, what do you yeah. do about one-on pitches? I know that gets in the count, because, like I Does said, rescue Well, I mean, you only well, get. In his mind, is, as a parent, he used to say, why is he throwing 20? You know, some guys are bad. Yeah. Some coaches don't ever get come out of. Stone cold, or you have a yeah, I mean, you have to
2: be careful about that, obviously. But I mean, it's obviously you get your seven pitches when you first go out on the mound and you get five between innings, that's that's yeah. capped. But in the bullpen, I think every kid's different, it just takes some kids longer than it takes others to warm up. Um, Jack Picosi, who's going to pitch for us this year, who didn't pitch at all until last year, he was a position player really the rest of his life before that. But Jack's a kid that'll go down, he'll go through his warm up, and he gets ready pretty quick. Um, and then we have other guys that they'll have a lot more meticulous time. Like some of these pitchers these days, oh, my God, they take so long with their bands and their, their stretching and their <laughs> their, uh, their heavy balls. And it's like, come on, man, we, you know, game's coming up and they're still going through their whole routine. And so every pitcher is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but it, the key is just make sure they're warmed up, make sure they're stretched out. We would never pull somebody off the field and put them right on the mound without some kind of time to warm up. If we, if we have a position player who's going to pitch, we'll have the foresight to say, hey, we might have to go to this kid next inning, so let's get him warmed up while we're batting here and then when he goes out to the field
1: he's ready to go not so much anymore right I mean catchers rarely pitch anymore that's like that's the specialization it's a tough combination but yeah yeah. but there used to be I mean the kid has a cannon of an arm you're gonna yeah. sure. make when, it I, when I was lines. at
2: LaSalle Pete Moore played for Temple and Pete was a pitcher and a catcher for Temple um, yeah, and he's continued to do that really in the Perky so- League which is amazing <laughs> I mean he's
0: so now
2: yeah. he doesn't. <laughs> he's, 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 he's the second most bionic baseball player I've ever seen, next to, of course, the great Alan Warner, who Al Warner just turned 60 and he still plays in the Perky League. And he's played for Norgwen in the Perky League since that's 1979. Great.
1: So, wow. yeah. That Perky League used to be great. They used to play over there in Skipback. Yeah, Skipback Mudskippers over there
2: in, uh, and, then in and
1: Grove. They let the field go. And no, they let the field
2: go long before they stopped playing. let me That's, I true, try. that's I'd a good be, point. I what played is, on that field. It was a disaster.
1: Is that? the Dell League?
2: Perky League. Perkyman Perky Valley Twilight League.
3: Okay. Yeah. Pendel is more up our way. Right. No, no, no. Pe- there there used to be a Pendel. There still.
2: But yes. yeah, still, still it's still the same there. thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah the Perky League's pretty strong right now. I mean there's yeah. there's a lot of good players, a lot of younger players that are playing, you know, collegiate players and then guys that are just out of college. It's a pretty competitive league. players. Yeah, there were a lot of our <laughs> former players. I think there's there's the haves and the have nots, I think sometimes um there's more teams down than there's been for a long time, so I, some, I think some games is the pitching maybe is a little watered down or this and the other, but it still is a very competitive league. Depends on who shows up.
4: Sure. Yeah. To
1: notice yeah that, well, that's summer. Yeah. yeah. It's what on those so umpires? Yes, he does. What
3: are your guys' thoughts on some of these new rules in the majors no. with uh, the time between pitches and no more shift and all that? So do I they? Do good. you guys have to use that? Not use No, that? we don't. Um, no. But what are your thoughts
0: about that? I don't like the shift. I never did. Now Schwarmer's gonna hit 250 now be instead of two eighteen. <laughs> you know, because he's, the yeah. balls that are between the it like, pulls everything, they're gonna be base hits now.
5: Yeah.
0: And another thing with this thing I was thinking about yesterday, the pitchers are gonna have to work on pitch outs. But the limitation of throwing the ball over the first base, because if I know you just throw over yes. it twice and I'm looking at that clock and you have to have it in two seconds, now that runner can get a jump. Yeah. So now that's an aspect of the game. <laughs> which is going to have to be basic, fundamental stuff back when we were kids. You used to have to call a pitch out, whatever, you know, fist. But now the pros are going to have to practice that, I think. I caught that yesterday in the game. I said, well, if, well, if there's two seconds left, and you already threw over twice, and if it doesn't get me on the third, it's a balk or you get out." I could, I could still, now you can work on that job. Whereas defensively, yeah. pitchers, you're going to have to strategically do a pitch out. I get the why yeah. they're
1: doing it. I just yeah. don't agree with it. Right, because it'll take some getting used to. Pro baseball, they do right. They'll adjust. They'll figure this out. The shift, to me, I didn't understand. Learn how to hit the other way. Tony yeah, Gwynn, yeah. freaking hit the ball yeah. anywhere.
3: Right, you're not going like, to put the you know, shift on Tony Gwynn, Rod Stewart, Rod Carew. You know, Pete because they're going to lay down one or they're going to hit it the other way. Rod. They know how to get their hands inside, and you would never do that. Now with David Ortiz, who always hit it to short right. right And bang, I mean, that guy could have hit 340 if they made it this
2: illegal now.
3: Right. I I I heard a
2: pretty good argument yesterday on the radio in response to that, and that is that Well, it's easy to say these guys should just learn how to do, you know, hit the ball the other way and this, that, and the other. The pitching is ridiculous right now. These guys are coming in throwing 100 miles an hour, Mm. and it becomes a lot more difficult to manipulate barrel control and things like that against some of these guys. So some of the players that have crafted their swing to be a certain kind of hitter, I think it's just a lot more difficult for them to change their whole approach at the plate now because of the pitching they're facing. And and then the other argument is, you know, you get a guy like a Bryce Harper. He's paid – to hit home runs Pop and doubles, Euros,
4: yeah. Check man. So, so that, that same right. note, same money right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Guerrero's line was one of the best lines yeah. ever. He said, "You don't get off the island by hitting singles. No, you don't yep. walk off. And of they don't walk off. island. And those guys yeah. do not
3: walk very often.
1: Yeah. 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 But those swings saying, today are all to all swinging for the fence. Yeah. Don't start on that. Two strikes on you. Nobody's protecting the plate anymore. like and I and
2: I you know I agree. Like I I think that a good hitter should be able to do everything, but. You know, the game was designed a certain way. They put people out on the field, spread out in a certain way, to make it competitive, the competitive balance between pitching and hitting. That's why the game was set up that way. And, we, you know, you start to learn things. You start to get charts. You, your advanced metrics will yeah. tell you, this guy hits here, this guy hits here. And then what ends up happening is you move the guys to make it almost impossible for that player to get a base hit. So I, like, I also like that there's no shift. I think it, it just makes the game more pure. But I love the clock. Okay, now yeah, that's gonna be something yeah. that's gonna grow on people. I think I think twenty years from now you're not gonna remember the game the way it was before. But last summer I put a stopwatch on Jose Alvarado and he was like a minute and a half between the pitches. Pitch. Behind I mean, the <laughs> oh and
1: I mean look, games <laughs> the, are choose so, every other yeah. pitch. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. the
2: world is very fast paced these days. Everybody wants instant gratification. Yeah. Kids are growing up, clicking things left and right on their phones, their attention spans are very short. If the game doesn't evolve to match that, yeah. then we're just going to lose more and more kids. And I was watching some spring training yesterday, watching the Phillies, and I love the fact that that yeah. pitcher gets right up on that rubber and yeah. the batter gets back in the box. And the batter is, is guilty, uh,
3: the pitcher as well. He's sure. stepping out like yeah. a, oh. no more Garcia Parra. Drive me nuts!
0: messing with his club Get in there yeah. and hit. Yeah. Coach man? wants our pitchers well,
2: under ten seconds.
3: Under
0: ten seconds. Yep. So he's always been like that.
1: Yep. No clock my dad and I, I would point. go to every game jim cut jim cut oh a yeah, yeah, right. man. get the ball you yeah. wouldn't shake
3: anybody off. let's go let's,
2: let's hour go. and a half last summer we did or last spring we played uh over at lansdale it was part of lansdale's um 150th anniversary celebration and they had old time baseball there the brandywine baseball club comes out and they do this old school 1800s baseball rules huh. well the way they played it was like the pitcher threw a pitch and he got the ball back and he just kept going and going and going and it was really fast and i looked i'm like wow that's pretty bizarre but I do feel like that it will happen. If, as long as baseball sticks with this and everybody gets used to it, 20 years from now, you'll watch an old game and you'll say, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, look at all that time they were taking that and I, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, I also saw a video, I love Twitter. Um, I saw a video on Twitter yesterday that was Bryce Harper's at-bat when he hit the home run in the NLCS game, championship long. game. I was at that game. But they showed us at-bat <laughs> And it would have been over the... Like, he would have gotten yeah, yes. called... He would have struck he out. he does that whole, right. He was doing you that You whole saw whole, that one yeah. game Team. just
4: ended with the... If you watched... Yeah, I did guys. see that. Walking off the field... Six-six ties. Six-six ties. I don't think that happens in the playoffs. It'll be about the money. Most of those games were... Well, Most of those games yesterday,
1: first day, whatever... Two hours and 15 minutes. It makes some
0: difference. You know, I did not think about the time. So, that's... that. Yeah. So we to can walk. say what I want. It's it's good. A These difference. guys
4: love the mouth, the NBA, but it's about young people. Only people loving baseball are people our age from yep. to Yeah, well, yeah. It's the traditions. Yeah. So
1: that's yeah. what remember I love about baseball. Up, the history. I love games answer
0: yeah. in the afternoon. Yep.
1: Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. off from school. Yep.
0: I remember watching. Yep. You know, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Oh, 78. Death. God damn, yeah, up you have to see. mention that one. I remember get,
4: running home
5: from school watching right, that right, game. Exactly. And we were winning. winning. Right, right. <laughs>
0: exactly right. Up at Scram, yeah. went yeah. home, watch the Yankees and the yeah. Phillies and the Mets Mets and the Reds. Remember when Buddy Harrelson got in a fight? At With baseball? Pete Rose. Yeah. Rose yeah. Trying to break him up. We got home from school watching these kids all watch. Yeah. I think
2: the worst thing is playoff game that starts at 8 15, 30. The commercial breaks are. Longer, right. I mean, yeah. you're talking, yeah. you're asking kids to stay up until midnight to watch four hour baseball games in the playoffs. It's not going to happen, yeah. So,
3: yeah. so yeah. I, I think it's just the that the they started it in, in the
2: uh, the minor leagues, the
3: so when round, these guys yeah. come up yeah. the they're, team they're team
1: ready team for them. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so great! Oh, was Same four,
3: thing with
0: the March Madness, the games are on at noon, you know, when it starts, right? We used to take
3: off all the time the first couple, and they're the best games the first two days. Oh, sure,
0: yeah. And baseball needs to come back to that, yeah. Playing in the afternoon. And let the kids fall in love with the sport just like we all did coming home. And then that's the the Red Sox. People really fall in love with a team and follow them the rest of their careers because they remember those games. Now, you know, they don't know what happens in seventh, eighth, inning because I don't even know. Because I'm asleep.
1: Right, exactly. They
3: should really stay I'm with you too. I I, I totally agree. You know, and start them young so by the time they get to the majors, they're used to this stuff. And, you know, I, I think it started like the turn of the century, I, you know, like around 2000. It was the Yankees Red Sox. Their games were freaking four and a half hours long, where the rest of the league was like 3 and 45. Right. Because uh, right. it's all specialized. That's yeah. another mm-hmm. thing. Hey, this pitcher pitches the fifth and sixth. This yeah. guy's 7 8, and that's the closer. Whereas back in the day, you know, Goose God just came in, and he was a closer for the 7 8 9. Right. You know, hey, you're the closer, you're doing the last three. Do you what? have specialization in high
1: school? I mean, not really.
2: It, it just depends on a roster. So, you know, we. To be honest with you, like our expectation has been if you're a starting pitcher, you're pitching seven innings. Like we don't I – because mean, you train kids that way and you keep their pitch counts down. And if you're a starter, you're – in all the good years that we've had, we've we've had our three – top three guys will throw 70% of the innings because they go deep into games. But the pitch count has changed that a little bit. I mean, we have to monitor that a lot more closely. It's not like we ever went crazy high pitch counts. But, but now you're out at 100. So – if you don't keep that pitch count down, now you need bullpen guys. But if we have a guy that we think is real good to come in, you know, late, we want to have that guy that's sort of a tab late inning kind of guy as opposed yeah. to some of the guys that might be starters. But um, we always say, I think, at the we beginning always, of the year, you know, this guy's going to be, yeah, yeah. we're going to use this guy in this role and this role, and then, you know, the starters just do well enough that we don't really have to have all well, those specific just, roles, and I so. just talked
0: yesterday my home from Newark about that. I said, well, if we're starting tomorrow, what's our lineup? So I could formulate something. And then one guy said, hey, we're going to use him as a closer. And you know, it was Hank.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah. The, no, the yeah. little guy, the little Well, little I mean, old, I yeah. knew, but I mean, yeah. my kids are older, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. he yeah. was like no, this. He was born when, born when we were. Yeah, too <laughs> right. But no, that's we. Sometimes we do that, but I don't think we've ever had a guy bona fide a closer, do we? Not yeah. really. No. Yeah.
1: no. So these kids today, right? These kids, you're coaching, you're looking at this year. I mean, you're you're starting in a couple of weeks. Um, actually, you're starting a week from tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um. The pitchers? Do you have hard throwers? Do you have control? Yeah, have- we've won three state titles, and only one of those teams has
2: had a strikeout power pitcher on it. That was Eric Ruth in '09. Um, our number one and number two in 2013 uh, were control command guys.
0: We-
2: yeah, well, our numbers. Well, the, the guys that became our one and two. Um, they, you know, they just threw strikes. They yeah. Brian Mayer in 2013. We were talking before we started here that. We played a game up in Parkland against Parkland in the state playoffs. It was over in 62 minutes. I mean, the kid just did nothing but dot the black on both sides That's of the awesome. plate, and wow. he was a command pitcher. And then Dylan Borowski was right behind him. He was a very similar type pitcher. And then 2015, James Whitner was our number one pitcher, and he just threw three pitches for strikes and got ahead of hitters and um, induced soft contact, and that was really the key there. And then – He never
0: 20... played at college.
2: Right. And then, yeah. Now, in <laughs> 2021 no, – he didn't. Um no. And then in 2021 no. – when we went to, to the state semifinal, uh we had Dylan Brown and Mike Lennon were our top two arms, and they were both pretty big left handers who sure. who had some pretty good life on the ball, you know, more mid eighties guys from the left side. So that's but great. that but also though, everything's kind of changed. Like that's now the norm. I think like, everybody's the, throwing I, hard. I 80. think the average high school fastball ten years ago was seventy five, and I think now it's eighty five. Um yeah. but the guys we have in our program right now, last year we had a kid, freshman lefty, who who couldn't I mean, Joey
0: Blaine, look, just like
2: Joey yeah, he, he, he didn't throw hard two, by any 2. standard, 0. by the old standard or the new Lefty. standard,
5: Lefty. but he, oh, threw, yeah. he
2: knew how to pitch, and he threw yeah. strikes, and he's going to be a top guy for us this yeah. year, and then we have he's a couple like, other guys like, that are going to be more like mid-80s guys, but we don't we don't have year in and year out. We don't have a guy that just comes in and throws gas. I mean, the last kid that we had that was a legitimate power pitcher from the right side was Danny Kerwin, yeah, um, so and right then, now. of course, you know, Dylan Brown was, was that guy last year, um, but um, yeah, by and large, we want our guys to throw strikes and stay down in the zone and get in and out in as few pitches as possible, and that's going to win games just as much as somebody throws hard. And, in and defense. defense, and of course, defense. Always, defense. And yeah. Bob McCreary said this best. I learned a lot from Bob, but he said that you know your hitting is going to go up and down depending on who you're facing. Pitching can really neutralize good hitting, but no matter what's happening, no matter who you're playing, your defense should always stay the same. Right. And that's
1: defense first. Every practice we have, we start that's all with defense. Good. Yep. Yeah, which blows me away thinking back to our high school. And I, we had not a good coach. For high school, <laughs> we did. He, he was not a good coach. But I hope he's not mm-hmm. listening. Oh, okay. No, um, I could care less if he is. <laughs> I, I hope
3: he is listening. I, but he we had, I, I know the summer leagues that I was, was in, we had great summer league coaches. Right. And like I said, in the summer, a lot of the Legion guys – Legion, Legion ball. Coaches, and, right. and, and 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 lead and Legion ball Razzle and led into Legion ball. And all of us played together. So ball. when we got to high school, we were, we were a tight-knit group who knew how to play together. Which I think is important. Right. Like, I go back to playing Legion ball together. You knew, like, hey, this one guy, Bobby Hump, he has a strong arm. I played second. Hey, I just get it near the back. He's got it. And yeah. we got a double play. Just get it near the ball. So, playing together and, you know, having the fundamentals is, is so key. That's why coaching, regardless of how
1: size your school is, is very important. Yeah, but, I'm he, you know, his practices were. Was, his, he was we training. didn't even do it in Little League when I coached Little League. It was like, you know, rotating, kids hitting. And you're out in the field, right? He's not hitting you balls, right? You're not. Working. Yeah. I was it's a, just a grounder, you know But it. then again, he ran the practice by himself. Give him a lot of credit. But I used to go watch my dad practice, and it was like, you know, he learned everything from Skip Wilson. It was like oh, everybody's yeah. mm-hmm. everybody's moving. He's putting yep. fungos, and blah, blah. you know. It was like the whole practice moving. Like our infield outfield.
0: That's a good chance for you to bring up your staff. Well, how, much, good how good. much is on your staff?
2: Well, well, our coaching staff is awesome. We like. And I'm not just saying that because Frank's sitting right next to me. They're like, we, <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: I, I can't even begin to explain to you how, as a head coach, how lucky I am to have the staff that we have. That's great. We have only three contracts through the school district. So only three people on our staff can get paid by the school district. Just like, yeah.
5: Yeah, football yeah. Football. We used to have four. Yeah.
2: And then when the economic uncertainty was kind of afoot back in 2010, 11, they were cutting staff and they cut a contract from every team for some reason when the economy got better we didn't get that back so it doesn't make any sense but anyway yeah. so we only have three guys You're like that, companies that I work for <laughs> yeah I know they always told me when you lose something you never get it back regardless but we only had three we only have three guys that get paid from the district so we have a lot of coaches that just love baseball and they're so dedicated and they're they're there for everything we do and we have, I mean, we have such a great staff, and a lot of us have been together for a long time. You know, Frank and I have been together for 19 years coaching with each other. Kevin Harris, who is one of our other assistants on staff, he and I coached Legion together for several years, and now he's been with me at North Penn every year I've been at North Penn. Um, and then we have guys that have come in, like Joe Picozzi is with yeah. us, and his both of his kids have played for us, so he knows how we run the program. Same thing when Drellick was involved. Um, John Petrozani, who was my Legion assistant coach when I played, and then he coached side-by-side with me for Legion for all the years I was at Norgwin he jumped on board and started coaching with us at North Penn for many years, too, When after I took over as head coach. So Keith, this Klaus. Keith Klaus, who played at North Penn and coached with McCreary, came back and coached with us. Um, and then we bring in some new guys like... We have Brian Clayton who was the band director at North Penn High School and he was a music teacher. And I always tell people he found uh, baseball the way people find God. And he has been so dedicated to learning the game. And he's like – he is a student of the game and puts more time in than anybody I can imagine as a volunteer assistant coach. I mean, we just have – such an incredible staff. Kevin Harder, who was an LC, you know, he came over to North Penn and he's been working with our JV pitchers. The kids that graduated in 2021, he spent so much time with those kids when they were freshmen in the fall. And that's a huge part of how they developed into the guys they developed into. So we have so many great people that, um, you know, we can get a lot done and it's a huge advantage.
0: There's um, three contracts one is yours. Right. one is mine. Yeah. And then we, we
2: recently brought Mark Rendell on board yeah, last Mark, year. Yeah, Mark great. and I coached together in Legion from. Um, 04 to 09 and then he got out of baseball for a while and then you know he's retired so he, he's like I bumped we bumped into yeah, him one yeah, night yeah. We we're watching the chestnut hill college baseball game and he's you know we talked to him and he said oh, I might want to get back into coaching and that's the last thing you ever want to say to me because I'll call you the next day yeah. so so he came on board and it's like we never stopped coaching together it's just that familiarity that continuity his um, son my first
0: year in 05 his son was our shortstop still one of the best shortstops I ever coached yeah.
2: absolutely it, it was like
0: automatic and ball, six, ground yeah, ball. went him automatic. Six, yeah. Yep, he was That's part of our five state championship of yeah. legion. Yeah. No, no, the father yeah. coaches now and then.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the shortstop is your captain out there. Like mm-hmm. the
0: not just of it, but yeah, he's one of them. He's when you have Mark, a
2: shortstop yeah. that can do things without you having to tell him to do it, whether it's putting a pickoff play on second base or whether it's moving an outfit, or when you start seeing a shortstop do those kind of things, you know you have a pretty special player. Yep. That's your leader out there. Yep.
0: Yeah, Mark. Yeah, we've we've had Robbie Zinsmeister. We had some good shortstop.
1: Yep, Zach Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your shortstop this year? Well, we season crack- hasn't started yet.
2: All right, all um, right. <laughs> <not> right. <laughs> yeah,
5: but he we did no, 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 We promote this for, just for people yeah, to I listen to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but we do have it. We we yeah, have a, a nice young kid who was as a freshman last year. He played with us. Um, he didn't get a lot of playing time, but we had him up there for a reason right, yeah. so he could learn the game and uh, and he's probably going to get the first crack at it and um, you know see what happens. But we have a lot of depth around the infield, so we're excited about it.
3: How involved are you guys with the JV team? Do you guys kind of peek down there to see, hey, this kid, uh, yeah, we maybe talk all we the bring time.
2: him up? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Brandon Billets does such a great job as our JV coach, and we talk all the time. Um, so if somebody's playing well down there, we'll bring him up. Um, and if we need to send somebody down there to get some time, we'll do that. It's kind of a two-way street. Uh, I remember Keith Klaus tells a story in 09, I think it was, or oh8 whatever, actually it was probably 07 because it was, we wanted to stay title in 09 and all those good players when they were sophomores, they were very good JV players. And at the time they were all playing on JV. And Keith Klaus was like,
0: oh, yeah, he's yeah.
2: watching all ball play, and he's and yeah, he's like, he's, he's just he, he was ball. like, oh man, they're I know they're going to take this kid, I know they're going to take him, I know they're going to take him, and and it's kind of like, oh man, you're taking my best player, but they know that. That's what they're there to, to yeah. develop and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. not necessarily to win per se. They're, hopefully, they're learning how to win while they're there. But uh, but yeah, we have a great you know relationship with that, and yeah. it's helpful that our fields are right next to each other because we can send for a guy if we need to, if we want to bring somebody up, or there's we a lot you know, of communication, yeah, lots, yeah. a lot of, yeah. a lot of. The,
0: open dialect between all of us of who's good, who's not, who needs to go down. Kevin will send a guy down there who has a pitch for us in a couple of days to go down there and pitch, or guys haven't played shortstop position players to go down there and get ba- at-bats and right. innings and what yeah. they need to
1: do. Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: You, That's keep good. Them, you keep
4: them involved because, you know, like you said, yeah. you want a shot. Right. You want to yeah. say, hey, this kid's working his ass off, even if he's just sitting on the bench. Right. Sure. He's, he's just, you have a
0: great line of opportunity, Kev. Some of these kids, you didn't touch on it before when they asked the question that some kid may not play, but... We'll tell them. He'll tell them that. But they're getting better for their summer team. Every single day they're practicing from, you know, mm-hmm. March 6th to hopefully middle of June uh, with a successful season, these guys are getting better for their summer teams, wherever they're playing. They get the reps every single day. They may, they know they're not going to play, but they're out there every single day Know they're getting better. We've had kids, I mean, maybe about four or five at-bats, Kevin, of in their career, and they, they start on their Division three schools Yep. as yeah. a freshman.
1: Yeah. Wow. So I, I said that, yeah. That's one thing that, yeah. you know, with North Penn, when I look at the enrollment, and I know it's cost, but why they never had a blue and a white team, right? You know, this is your A team, B team, let these kids, you know, I know you got JV, yeah. but you you get where I'm we going with this. We did that one this. year, yeah. We
2: tried to have yeah. two JV teams one year. We did it, because we, we, had, a, a lot we had a lot of kids, and um, we decided to have two JV teams, and what they would do is just split the schedule. So group one would play one game and then group two would play the other game we'd go back and forth. It was a lot on the coaches because the JV coaches were running back-to-back practices. So they would run a practice with the one JV team then they would run a practice right after that with the other one. And it was a little... Um, if we would have done it all over again, we would have had one pitching staff but two teams so that the guys could get more innings. Um, but we tried that one year and it did give a handful more kids an opportunity to play. But I also th- I think as big as our school is, we have big rosters. So at the end of the day, when... You're on a JV or a varsity roster. You probably are legitimately the top kids. I don't. It's very rare that we cut a kid that we flat out should not have cut. I mean, the kids that I think are at the level of high school baseball do play on one of those teams. And then there are kids that get better. And one of the best examples is a kid named Steve Dale. Mm-hmm. Steve got cut his sophomore year and he wrote a letter he wrote an email to coach McCreary at the time he said coach just want to thank you for everything and I let you know I will be back next year and I look forward to trying out again well Steve came back and made the team the next year and that summer for Legion he was our starting third baseman and that was the year that we went out to Appleton Wisconsin and played in Mid-Atlantic regionals and I remember he got interviewed in the paper and Steve said oh you know like every roster is a different fit at North Penn you know I'm behind other guys but in the summertime I'm the starter and I'm ready to go because I prepare myself all spring and so there's a lot of opportunity like Frank said I'm sorry, I talked too much. By the way, no, I should have no. apologized from stuff? the beginning. But what Frank said is a really key thing. <laughs> our our baseball is so good in our conference that every team that we play, their lineups are full of D one and D two kids, as as ours is oftentimes too. So what happens is, if you're a kid that doesn't play a lot in our one of our programs in our league, you could go to a Division three school, and you could be a very good Division three player because you are competing. Say you're a pitcher. And you are got three guys in your roster that are going D1, D2, and you're a D3 pitcher. You never play. But you're going to go to college, and you're going to be there with kids that are also the other kids on those teams that didn't play as much, and you're going to be very good. And that's just, like I always say, if you're in our program, yeah. there's a place in college baseball for you. Yeah, yeah, and somebody no about it.
0: Especially so, you start as a freshman and sophomore on our team, you're a solid D1 yeah. or a good Division II PSAC you
1: Only 7% player. of high school athletes go on and yeah. play college at a nice yeah. level. Yeah. 7%. Yeah. Yep, so that's Yeah, like D1 is awesome.
4: like yeah. 2%, and then pros is like point
0: something. Exactly. We, yeah. yeah, there's no doubt about it. Guys who don't even – there's a couple guys who don't even pitch. They may pitch two or three innings, but they're out there contributing to their college team, but they're there every day. Yeah. Like, they are there everyday they could have easily quit, say, so I don't want to do them because I'm not playing yeah. every day, but they realize it's drilled. You're getting better. Getting better, better, better. So then you have the opportunity to play. You're cashing in on your opportunity by pitching or doing whatever position you're playing, and, and you're playing every day. Right. That's great that you guys have such buy in. Yeah. You yeah. Definitely. We're lucky want to be
2: a good team player to.
3: Coach out in touch
0: on it. He has to yeah. shut it down at 200 kids.
2: On at a camp. camp, yeah. Summer camp.
0: That's That's the limit. <laughs> there's more people that want to come
2: it's so, it's so great with the summer camp it's so great when I look back at old summer camp rosters yeah. like I'll pull up yeah. summer of 2017 or something and I see some of the names on there who were these young kids and now they're in our program which is the best part in fact the other day I was working with one of the North Penn Raiders um, teams at a practice and so I see the hat yeah so <laughs> I um shit. I didn't want to say I saw that because I know on a podcast you can't see it, but it's there. (laughs) I'll Um, take a picture. But but I I looked at a picture. I Googled uh, North Penn Raiders, uh, whatever, to just find something to put on the agenda, a little visual. And I found a picture of the 2019 12U Raiders team. And so there's 12 kids in the picture. And one of them now lives in South Carolina. And one of them is our athletic director, Donnie Walsh's son, and they live in Satterton. So take Ben Walsh and that other kid out of the equation. There's 10 kids left in the picture. Of those 10, nine of them are working out in our program right now, which is wow. incredible retention rate awesome. yeah, from, from a twelve year team. Um, but incredible. I love seeing that. And that you know, it goes up and down. It sometimes it'll be the Raiders that are producing yeah. all the high school kids, sometimes it's it'll be HT, reason. sometimes it'll be Nor Gwen, sometimes it'll be Montgomery.
1: Um, but but it's really cool to see yeah. those kids stay in the program. Good. Yeah, in our area it was you know, where my kid grew up, it was Lower Park, Central Park, and then Upper Providence. Yeah, Upper CP. Providence gets all the Springford kids, Central Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're all mixed but bringford yeah. you just knew and I think those kids you'll play this year. I think they were the ones That'll be at spring that went to the Little League World, Series. World Series. Yep, yeah.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: They'll be real good.
0: Yeah.
2: We just uh, started something called the North Penn Area Baseball Collaborative. It's a uh, group of people from that represent all the community organizations. So the first thing that we're doing as a collaborative is we're hosting a tournament in Memorial Day weekend called the Knights Cup. And it's going to be the 9, 10, and 12 U's. 11, U had some scheduling I issues. A but a lot of
4: the games for that
2: one already. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, the oh, 9, 10, program. and 12 U are all going to play in a tournament up in Montgomery on Memorial Day weekend. So it's going to get all of our future kids at the same complex at the same time playing for the bragging rights of this Knights Cup and our goal is that's to have some great. of our players in the dugout. So like each team that's in the tournament will have a night a current night as an honorary head coach so the kids on our high school team will get to work with some of the little kids um sort of to kick off the summer. So we're trying to bring everybody together as much as possible. Take I mean it's hard. We have a lot of communities so it's hard but
1: we want to try to yeah. Get that spirit going. That's great stuff.
4: Yeah. That yeah. Is. Oh it's once, once community I saw that, like, you said already got, I'm yeah. already a yeah. <laughs> cool idea.
1: Yeah. Future coaches right
4: and, and, there. I hope so. Kids yeah. like, yeah. Kids, yeah. like yeah. kids that are semi adult, like they're, but they they're still related to them. Fifty to them anyway, you know what I mean? But they get to be like cooler with them instead of
1: parent. Right. Yeah, you know. I hate to tell a funny story, but you're just talking about youth baseball and everything. But I was just down in Florida all week and I went by where I used to live down in Largo. Florida, which is right off Dunedin, and at the time I lived down there, the Dunedin Little League team was going to the Little League World World Series, 1991, right? The only time Mm -hmm. ever. One of the best players on that team, anyone? No? Ron DeSantis. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) On that team? I worked with his father.
0: Oh, really?
5: Yeah. So he was on that Ron team. Senior, I yeah. worked with. Yeah,
1: he was on that team in 19... 19- this isn't going
5: to turn into a political. It's, it's not. not, it's not, not. Well, <laughs> way, but I'm way, just saying. Way, way too don't, way, don't way, encourage way, him, please. <laughs>
1: but Little League World Series, <laughs> like, He was on that team. Okay, okay. That. all right. <laughs> next.
2: Didn't the strike me as a baseball player. Huh.
1: Yeah. No, right? <laughs> Ironically. Yeah, he was a good ball player. He was, he was
3: very lengthy in between pitches on the mound. He was All right, All right just sort of caught it, Ron,
4: would you? Let's go. Come on. So in between when you when – you know, I already outlawed books. in schools. Uh, Sorry. Uh, uh, We're going to see where you're leading way. Me too, but not not so good as the other people. So he basically uh, – when you said you – know, um, What's the your name was coming? he was coming here, mm-hmm. and his son chose Ithaca. Do you help in the college process with the kids? One hundred
2: percent. I mean, I want to be involved as I can. I, I've talked to a lot of college coaches over the years, and a lot of them say that they do like to communicate with high school coaches because we see a little bit more of the full picture of kids, um, what they are off the field person. in the classroom as a person, things like that, um, and also the brand of baseball that we play is a little different. So, for instance. A college coach, and this is nothing against summer ball or anything. I mean, it, everything has its place in the kid's recruiting process, without a doubt. They need to have it all. Um, but in a lot of times you'll see a kid, they'll, they'll go pitch in a showcase tournament in the summer. They'll go out there. They'll get their six batters or two innings or whatever. They'll come out. But in high school, that's where you see, hey, can a kid get out of a jam? Or, or what's this kid's stamina like? I mean, what's he like over the long haul? And you just see a little bit more of the full picture. So a lot of the conversations I've had with coaches are like that. There are some coaches that – They'll call me first, and we'll have great conversations. And other coaches, there will be times when a kid gets recruited, and I've never talked to the coach. So it really is just totally different depending on the school and and how they do their recruiting. Um, you know, Dylan Brown, who is pitching today for Old Dominion. You know, Dylan was committed to Old Dominion. I mean, to uh, Notre to Notre Dame. And 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 it's part of it's just part of what happens in the world of college recruiting today. That sometimes you make a commitment, and then the school can back out on your commitment, just like the players can. I mean, it happens today. Uh, so Dylan had a tough situation on his hands, but I was able to pick up the phone and call Mike Lake, who I know real well. Mike was the head coach at LaSalle, has a lot of connections um, around college baseball, and he knows Dylan because Mike's local. He comes and watches us yeah. play. So Mike made a call um, to somebody he knew, and then before you know it, like, bing, bang, boom, Dylan was committed to Old Dominion, and it was a network. And that's what I tell kids all the time. So many coaches know so many other coaches. So when it comes to recruiting, some a, a college coach might call the Central Bucks East coach. And he might say, hey, who else in your league do you know that's good? And then you, you ping-pong from one coach to another. So when it comes to recruiting, what all players should know is that every coach they play in front of may in some way, shape, or form have a part in their recruiting process.
4: And on the same note, sometimes they go see the kid throwing 95, and they noticed. Sure. So you always try to say, be ready. You know, yep. maybe you're know, you a pretty good player. Maybe you're not getting noticed. They're all coming to see the kid. And sure, the scouts the and the
1: coaches are watching you, of your, your entire movement, mm-hmm. how you treat— the other players on your team—they're looking at it at all. If they're who's smart, going, if they're good recruiters. That was the, the Jack Picossi. Jack, okay, Jack. so he's that's where he's in Paris. Yeah. That's yeah. where the kid, yeah. you know, grew up. And I know the kid really well. Went Jack Collier. His dad's the principal at Springford. Ironically, okay, he went to Ithaca last year. But they started him as a freshman. Uh, he was—I uh, was hanging out with the family uh, at the Eagles Giants playoff game. They—they um, they play games in the fall. Baseball, yeah, baseball yeah. in the fall. They start. They're BC. limited, yeah, yeah. They play fall. He was like, yeah, we were playing games, which surprised me. It's that's like, nasty mm. weather over there. Well, I mean, no, it's a
4: good cold. It's, it's, okay. oh, God, my yeah. nephew goes there. He went. To, my nephew mm-hmm. went to North Penn.
2: But, but Jack, a good example I was talking about before. Like, so no, not nothing against. I mean, every level is different. You're going to see, especially now because of the transfer portal, you're going to see really good level players at all Division one, two, and three levels. But you know, Jack last year. Jack was in the lineup facing Division I arms every game. And this year, it's going to be the same thing because that's the way our conference is. But Jack's going to play at Ithaca where all those Division I prospects that he was facing in high school aren't going to be there because they're going to be playing Division I ball. So now he's going to be facing the kids that were maybe the second and third tier pitchers that we faced. Now, they're going to be older, more mature, so they're going to throw harder because they're in college now. But my point is, if you understand what I'm saying, like the level that you're playing against will be a little different. Um, but like you said, you're going to go there and get a chance to play right away. Yep. And Jack may get a chance to be a two-way player there as a pitcher and a hitter. We'll you know, see how all that shakes out with their roster and their needs. But he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Uh, and Jack, you know, Joe, his brother, was the same way. Jack's growing later. He still has a lot of upside. He doesn't have a lot of miles on his arm. So the way his body type will change and the way he'll grow, I think Jack Picosi two years from now, you walk, he walks into the room and you look at him and say, Of course, that's a division one kid. Like, just look at him. Yeah. And that's what his brother looks like right now. But every kid has to find the right fit for them. Jack could have stretched and tried to go somewhere that maybe they didn't really want him that much. And maybe he was like going to have to fight for every inch of playing time. Instead, he went to a school that had everything he needs academics, opportunities, yeah, play, everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, good on Ithaca and recruiting down here. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And finding those needles in the haystack. Sure. So they're building a nice program. They obviously they're doing some and something that right. That guy's yep. brothers.
4: Most of their kids go to LC. They're giant. Two kids play oh, the football. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah because the his brothers. Job. Job. Yeah. That's that's his brothers' kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. They're all. They're and the girls too. They're all. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the
0: wife. They're all. Like, to elaborate what you, you said team. before, you never yeah. was watching. Like Coach Vino last year, we were playing CV East, and uh, the kid. Weaver is going to Duke. He was throwing ninety five, ninety six. 96. There was about, cool. what, eight or nine guns there? Sure. And yep. Dylan Brown <laughs> go to Old Dominion, and Kevin said, don't don't forget about our kid on the mile right there, the lefty, yeah. Right? Exactly. You- right? Yeah, did you? walk right, yeah, because we were coming yeah. to the cage. That's so great. Over there, I'm the yeah. I'm, I'm hitting coach there, so I was working with the guys at the cage, and then Kevin walks right in front of these guys and hey, don't forget my guy out there. It yeah. so was eight guys. They, they had the guns. Yeah. As soon as they took yeah. him out of the game, everybody Oh, yeah. well, so your division. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, well, I said so, seems- one more. One more. Story yeah, yeah, yeah. on that real quick. So we had another
2: great thing happen last year, which is credit to one of or our other assistant say, coaches, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Clayton. One of our assistants. He's the guy that found baseball like people find God. So he yeah. went down to uh, training, uh, Dream Week, Fantasy Camp for the Phillies, and he got to know a lot of these Phillies and stuff like that. So. He developed a little bit of a relationship with charlie Manuel, mm-hmm. so charlie was up here last oh, year during the spring he was yeah. home uh, up in philadelphia he, he lives no. in florida so no. he, had, he had come up here for for a bit so brian was able to arrange for charlie to come to our game so i didn't tell any of the kids um i just said there's some we have a special guest coming so just make sure you're in the locker room about 15 minutes early so that you know we're all here so they don't know who's coming um so i get down to the locker room and this one kid ethan cohen he comes up to me he goes coach charlie Manuel, i'm like what do you, how do you know he goes oh, he just pulled up right next to me in the parking lot so so charlie Manuel came to our game he came down to the batting cage before the game he was just hanging out just talking to guys like he was like he was one of us then he came up and sat in the dugout and watched the entire game sitting on a folding chair in the dugout and we, anybody could just go up and talk to him and everything gave us the entire three hours of time but dylan brown pitched that game and he pitched lights out we played truman who had a very good pitcher of their own that was on the mound that day um real good pitching matchup real close game i think we won three to one or something but dylan pitched great and there's charlie Manuel of you know like you don't get any bigger in baseball than charlie Manuel, and he's watching the kid pitch and then uh this year when when clayton went back down to fantasy camp again one of the first things manuel said to him is he goes
0: hey man how's how's that lefty you got you know and and so like he said
2: he's going to follow him i mean he knows he's he knows old dominion you know that kind of stuff you look at
0: him he was a man child he's He's got the yep. look of a pro baseball cookie cutter, yeah. left handed pitcher, what's six foot four? So yep. Two thirty, two 230? 225, yep. 230 now? And a superhuman being. A Charlie yeah. Mann, you don't know about baseball. Smart, all those good guys good. in they're the smart, locker room look just like yeah.
1: him. Old Dominion has a good baseball program. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, really they won they they 41 do. games last yeah. year. So yeah, they're really they good baseball programs. Oh, by the way, go Cox or something. They're going to get
0: bigger and stronger. That's what 21 staff. They were all. Our, our pitch, uh, they're all over 6'4". Yeah, we had a big staff. 6'3", 6'2", 6'4". I, I had mean, big yeah, staff not, not, not exaggerate. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. all over
3: it. Yeah. In. And you're the hitting coach. You must have been picking Charlie's ear like me. No, he he wasn't was there. I was on a trip. He, he wasn't was there. He he was there. Was oh, I oh, was, was like, a whole day to miss. Yeah.
2: He hit This guy's struggling. What should he do? Oh, man, I was dying. He might have taught Charlie a couple things.
1: Charlie, he just, my God. The job he does on No, Did he offer... Or did, I'm good. Did, was there an agreement like I'll talk if you want me to, or because that's the humbleness of Charlie? right? I think
2: that's what it was. It was just he was just there. Like he would answer anything, he would say whatever, but he didn't he was in the background. Like he didn't want to be um, too outward. Like he just kind of d- didn't want to take over. He was just right. like I said. He was almost like he was one of our assistant coaches, and he was just sitting in the dugout right. watching what
0: was going on. So and, that, next uh, day and And the nice, guys. All he's the time. behind a cage. And he has our hat on. Yeah, so oh, no awesome. Sitting there, right behind the cage in the yeah. game, and like and Texas said, Coach Manu has our hat on behind. That's that Charlie. Gave him yesterday. Wow,
1: That, that is Charlie right, right there. there. That's great. Yeah, nice. This
0: yeah, hat on cool. right behind
1: the cage. That's cool. Yeah. North Penn. So he never left the door, the the steps yesterday. Yesterday, the whole game.
0: Yeah, he was there. It's Charlie, that's cool. The love of the game. See, we do this yeah. for the love of the game. I've done yeah. two no my Baseball and fly airplanes. That's the only two things I've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And it sounds like you're developing the kids.
1: Like the my same kid way. was And your coach, baseball. who now is trying religion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That that he cool. My kid was not never wanted to work hard. Yeah, and you know he had a good arm, everything yeah. like that. And uh, but I love to coach baseball, so I was like, every one of the you know little they would draft right. him <laughs> the rec leagues, yeah. have him on there, so I could right. come there and coach with them because I just love to coach right. kids and make a difference. Little League level, whatever, right? But you always remember those kids that you knew were going to be special. Yeah. Right? Sure. And it was like, there weren't many in Little League, but, you know, and a lot of that, when you get to Little League, a lot of that's politics too, right? And who's mm-hmm. going to be on the trip? But those kids that just stand out and you know they're just like, yeah, oh, you can God. see that. Yeah, Very yeah see, at the high
0: school, I was coach there with Kevin for 19 years, but I was also with TYA, Tom Enson, you know, youth coach and then travel coach and up to County max. So we, Rich Marino, Jack's neighbor there.
1: So you played Central Park then? Memphis, oh, yeah. Central Park.
0: No, right? uh, growing up for uh, Cal Ripken. Oh, okay. All the way up. So gotcha. I coached there, and then 2016 was the last time I started coaching all the teams. So now it's just, you know, at the high school. But I took all those kids up, and then they, and they played for us. That's great. And the Nor where we played against, and half of we played against. But I also knew that those three teams we would always play against because they were going to make up our high school team. Yeah, so yep. I'm looking at these kids who how they're going to f- figure in. And I'm talking to Bob McCreary and Kevin now. I saying, we got these kids coming up, and Barry fielder had the year behind us. Rich Marino had the year in front of us. So we all collectively at TY try to keep all these kids together, and in Gwen and Hatfield because they were coming to North Penn, mm-hmm. and that's when the teams we had success because they learned how to play the game the right way. And the youth, and they just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And now that doesn't happen anymore, as Coach Monero alluded to that. We don't, even at TYA, we lost that dedication of the travel coaches and the programs in Hatfield and Norgwen, where they have trouble fielding teams. And now the only opportunity for these kids to go is to play for these uh, other travel teams, these elite baseball academies. Yeah, yeah it's and mostly
2: that, after the age yeah, of 12. Like, then right, it's kind of right. like.
0: Yeah. They go to a million different
2: places. Right. But they we're only good. ever as good as our community programs. Right. That's right. where they're learning right. everything. So we That's had Connie Mack.
0: We stayed with them together. And Paul Moretsky, as he mentioned, his boys, you know, people, they went to LaSalle, but they could have went to North Penn. I coached those guys all the way up. And then those guys who played LaSalle, we, that could have played us in North Penn. Very good baseball players. All playing in college could Kutztown right now. But we all, you know, we all know each other and try to develop our program to wherever high school they're going to. It's great to see them that you coach them youth and playing whatever sport.
1: You know, so we're, how's we're the seen? suburban one broken up now? You guys, it's, well, I got it's yeah. four divisions. So it's the, the the lower
2: box schools, the Chamonix, Pensbury, Ben Mothers, they're one division. Then it's us the CB schools, Satterton, Penridge, and then the other division is like Plymouth, White Marsh, Hapro, Horsham, Wissahickon, and then there's a fourth division which is the smaller school division, which is your New Hope, Salbury, a Lower Moreland, all that kind of stuff. Now, the issue is not to get yeah. into the weeds, but um, thank you. The issue is that. Our schedules are not equitable per se. Okay, so our schedule is all of our teams, and we cross over and we play once a year. We play all the teams in the lower Bucks division, Ben Salem, okay. Pennsburg, whatever. We beat each other up like crazy. So Central Bucks East is a great example. Last year, they had a great team. They finished eight and eight in the suburban one league. They did not make districts last year with the, you know kid, the, who's go- with the kid who's going Duke, to do and they have a great team around him too. Wow. But they finished eight and eight because. Like, the kid going to Duke might be facing the kid going to St. Joe's, or he might be facing the kid going to Old Dominion. Like, we're just battling each other like crazy. There's not a weight system for the – So the problem is that the other divisions, you know, that let's say the the division that Plymouth White Marsh is in, every crossover that they play is against all the teams from a much smaller division. So last year and the year before, don't quote me on this, but I think in those crossover games, I think the one division might have only won – two or three games out of all of them but they're getting all those points whereas we're beating each other up so if you look at the district rankings the top 10 teams in the district were so heavily skewed toward that half of our league and then the the bottom half of the district standings was the teams that are in our conferences but that's because of our records not because we're lesser teams so there's a lot of discussion about like We just had a suburban one-league meeting the other night, and that is an ongoing conversation the athletic directors are having to find a way to balance that out. And from the st- standpoint of, let's say, your Lower Morelands, your New Hope-Solbury's and those schools, right. they're looking at it from the opposite. Like, they're small, and they're playing these bigger schools, so it's hard for them to compete, too. So, get um, skips-
1: automatically in the district because they're yeah. like, Single A, right, right. Whereas
2: our schedule is all six A teams. Yeah. Some of these other teams, their schedule is five A teams and some four A teams. So, you know, that's where there's a little bit of, you know, you get. Look, you, you play who you play. You have to beat. You have to yeah, beat. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it is. Um, right. But yeah. I think they're going to continue to look at that. So, in yeah.
4: fairness, so Kevin, five years ago, and I know it happens even more in football. I know this because my nephew goes to Abington. That you make decisions every other every two years or something like size, yeah, and, and and or sometimes you've even switched conferences, like five, six years ago, you you had an easy, much it, like, and I know Ben Salem was in the, the final for the States the one year, like, yeah. out of nowhere you were, it seemed like, until real recently, you, you were the, the bullies of the conference, you well, had a good run there for five years. Well,
2: for a while there, we were playing only our own division, so what would happen was, now we have 16 conference games, before we only had 14, And we just played our own division twice. And then, then we started doing a crossover with one team from the other division. Now we cross over with every team from the other division. But like I said, even our conference right now, even if we only play teams in our conference, okay, like look at CB South. Their number one last year was going to West Virginia. Um, CB West's number one was going to West Virginia Satterton's number one was going to St. Joe's but probably could have gone to almost any other division one school around here so even if we only played teams in our own division it still would be tough now that's the just Shammity that's kid, that's recent it hasn't always no, been like no, that no, um, yeah. the that's,
0: kid was going to West Point <laughs> exactly Ooh, yeah.
2: Two, yeah, so wow. Ben Salem had two big guns saw, the, Maryland, right? and, and the kid we saw the kid we saw from the tw- 2021 the kid we saw um, McShane from Ben Salem yeah. he was the best pitcher we saw all year they killed us that year and that was the we ended up in the state semifinal. And that kid just blew the doors off of us. Yeah. So, it used to be back in the day. Back when I was a kid. No, but, <laughs> yeah. but even when I started coaching, like, you would beat up on Ben Salem. Yeah. You would beat up on Truman. Um, yeah. Like, certain schools. But now... And we used to have Quakertown in our division. Yeah,
5: well, We things. would beat
2: up on Quakertown. Well, Quakertown is way better now than they were before. Truman's good every they're, year.
4: They're, been and they're, they're not like hits yeah. up there. Right, and, right. no. They well, you also had, had expanded real estate up those ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, you know, right. right. It's, that always helps, yeah. You know, you know, I mean,
1: that really helped Springfield. Springfield used to be...
0: It's ah,
4: huge. It was, my Valley my too. sister and sister all live up there. Everybody comes up north. Yeah, the 6A you
0: know, state champion from Pennsylvania came from our right on our area. LaSalle, yep. us. Uh,
4: Suburban One. The yeah. movement, they weekend. went to the they were they came oh. in second. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
2: But there's been years there was a there yeah. was so time though, like 2012, 13, 14, us and LaSalle were going back and forth on state yeah. titles yeah. for a little window there. And then you had and then yeah. you know and, and
0: Westchester Henderson's been there and it yeah. just it's crazy. Like basically our district and district two were the LaSalle place. So basically is this area is going on. We have five teams from district one. That go to state playoffs.
1: It's District One, Chester and Delaware County as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So same as basketball, tough.
5: huh? Yeah, it's easier.
2: Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say this either because it changes every year. But it is more difficult to win a district title yeah. than a state title because once you get into states, it, there's matchups that that are yeah, just different. Yeah. You're playing teams from other parts of the state. That like we played Shaler in the 2015 semifinal. Now they're number one. Jake Potok went to West Virginia. Yeah. It seems like everybody goes to West Virginia, yeah. but they must
3: have, I don't yeah. hear much about their baseball. <laughs> so no, yeah. Yeah, no, they, but
2: yeah. he he was going he was little jet, big right-hander. Oh, yeah. We only had 3 hits combined like in that you, game. you know, the
0: shoulders like coat hangers. Yeah. 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 That's
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, up, yeah. yeah. yeah, we won that game 3 to 1. But you can see when they got off the bus, they didn't have that big robust roster like you see in the right. eastern part of the state. Like when we played LaSalle in the semifinals 2 years ago, their roster's like ours. We have, you know, we're two teams in the field that both have 25 plus man rosters. Yeah. Um you have all kinds of depth. But if you match up against certain teams in other parts of the state, you don't always get that. Whereas when you're playing the District One tournament, you're getting that
1: every, every game, every game you play. But Lasalle is not District One; they're so. District Twelve. 12. but Twelve, 12, 12. Yeah, the the 12 plays one yeah. As right. the yeah, they're they're in our. Do thing. they? I thought they played Hazel. They would play Hazelton or something like that, right? Isn't uh, that the way what, it works what,
0: out? When we played Hazelton, what, what were we three or four? Because we lost the boyer. Three, guess yeah, yeah, so three. three we. How district. many state titles have you guys won?
3: Three. Three state titles. Wow. You know, I was going to ask you guys, did you feel pressure of trying to stay, hang with the uh, football team? The football team's feeling the <laughs> well, pressure from you guys. <laughs> according to my, my
4: friend who said to him, I told him to himself, his, his good sons played for, all three of them played for Cootstown, so it's pretty impressive. So, but Paul Pratsky, <laughs> But, yeah. I'm just so so talking winning three yeah. state
1: titles. Yeah. There's a lot that has to happen. A lot. To win one.
4: Oh sure.
2: I you mean, it's, one, it's, three, I, I've always said the difference between yeah. winning a state title and not even making districts is the thinnest of margins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like twenty nineteen. perfect. Example. Yeah, to, and and yeah. twenty thirteen, the other yeah. side, like yeah. twenty thirteen, uh, we barely that's get the in, a miracle and, on we, grass. and we win it. Yeah, that's what we
4: call um, it, the miracle on grass. <laughs> it was it like, like yeah. got Christie's team, and that team. No, that true. was nine. That was, oh, that nine, was nine. nine.
0: Yeah, that's where. So when we won state titles, we won nothing except the state title. Lost districts. No, uh, 2015 we won the league that's the only yep. time so whenever we won we won the districts 05 we won first round out 08 we won first round first round out.
1: round out first in the state, so you only get one it's one and done wow.
0: districts yeah so we won the district title the first round of states we got bumped out we didn't win the league in 09 we were fifth in the district in 09 we won the state title 2013 that that's like I said, we are miracle grass. We were 17-10. and 10. <laughs> Yeah.
5: Like the, the NC anything. State win of uh, Bayfield, Exactly. fifth, yeah, fifth <laughs> in the
0: district, one states. Now, 2013 team was, we won the league, uh, came in second place in the district, lost to Council Rock, your, fr- your friends, the guy you coached with or taught Matt Schramm, yeah. yeah.
2: I coached with him when I was a student teacher. Yeah. And then all these years later, now we're coaching
0: against each other
1: in the Sperm 1 League. They won the
0: league, i mean the districts. We came
1: second there, and we won the title there. And then runner-ups in the twenty state. Uh, We were never a state runner-up. We were always. No, oh, finals. okay. So you got to the game, you won. What we happened was three three until until 20, half,
2: until twenty twenty-one, we every year we made states. We either went out in the first round or won the whole thing. Um, huh. And then twenty twenty-one, we made it to the
1: semifinals. That was like a little 2017 bit twenty seventeen. We yeah. Oh, 20, 2017 we came in second. Second in the district. So district and lost yeah. the first round. All right, two years ago, twenty twenty-one. Who won it? So. Well, so. They pitched the same guy, four Williams. Huh? Did they really?
0: So, you know how, how much, how fast he threw? Him? Seventy-eight. He, yeah, he wasn't. Uh, just knew how to change he it got up, hot right? too. Well, we were hitting, we we're scoring baseballs out, but they just weren't falling. They scored on two sack fly, up two sacks. Good Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, it was a great game. Oh, everything was. Levin, Levin was. pitched great. He had, he, had a, he had a rubber arm. He had some rubber arms there. He
1: had a great year for us that year, Mike Leonard. Really yeah. does. Who did they play in the state championship?
2: Do you remember? They played North Allegheny, I think. Okay.
1: What was it North Allegheny? I think so. What was
2: it
0: or Cumberland? Somewhere. North Allegheny
2: beat Springford in the semifinal on the same General. day. I think. Yeah.
0: North Allegheny had a shortstop that got drafted. Yeah, that's my friend. I fly with. That's yeah. her uh, friend's son. Okay. Yeah, because their kids went to uh, North
1: Allegheny. Outside of your team, the I mean, you've mentioned a lot of names today, but kids that really stood out that you played against.
2: Well, I mean, the, the Bitsco kid from East, yeah. who got drafted yeah. in the first round a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a kid who in ninth grade, yeah, like yeah. He, he was committed, everybody he was staying committed in, in ninth grade and everybody was talking about him. And that's the scariest thing is when you see that and you're like, okay, we're going to have to see so that this. kid for the next four years. <laughs> 50 um, pitches. They
4: were not limit to that. That was it. But oh He yeah. played in a lot of leagues. That's well, what I heard. So the best he thing happen, best thing, needed.
2: well the best thing for us to happen to him was that we had COVID and that he reclassed. So yeah. he only, he didn't play his senior year of high school. So we didn't, have to see him for four straight years, um, which was Twice to our benefit. Remember
0: but. Was the other South kid, Ricky Dennis? Ricky Dennis from CB South, so, yeah. So for three years, two games, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, that's the only kid we faced every time we played CB South. He went to the Monmouth. Well, they saved so you, for you. Well, oh especially yeah, with
4: you guys yeah. having such a run. Yeah. The Quaker towns, they're the Ben Salms, They're they, dying to beat you. We face an eye yeah. part of They're was, like you know yeah. they're coming out of woodworking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Hunter nature. Hicks, it's we the everybody's right? We the everybody's right. number one
1: or right. number two Yeah, yeah. Twenty
4: in twenty fifteen, we won. We're twenty
0: five or three. We face yeah. every single pitcher, yep. one or two. Number one guy. every game. game. So yeah. every every game they're going to face. And that's what we tell our kids preparation right now. We're taking that knowledge. this is what we are facing. so when you swing the bat, we play the game. It comes down to. And
3: I'm girl, sure every time these, you play um, that 22 and 0 Hazleton team, they got their number one guy for you guys. Oh sure, and, and yeah. it yeah. plays yeah. what you guys are saying. When if, if you're on our team, you're going to go far in college.
4: I love them. Do those stick their hands and out of conference already, yeah. games
1: that you're playing? And you, you said you're going to Vero Beach, mm-hmm. right? And, and so those games you're playing and the Hazleton and uh, Springford, yeah. do those count yeah. towards? All they the don't. They don't right now, and I don't want them
2: to because. And there are some coaches that do. It's actually going to be up for debate after the season oh, is over. Um, so we get four games really that they dynamic. don't count toward the district rankings. And I'm a big proponent of them not counting because, number one, you only get so many games to get other guys in. And it's not a free substitution That's sport. That's what I was going right? to wonder. Yeah, like it's like That's lacrosse. a great opportunity. Yeah, lacrosse okay. you can sub guys in and out, basketball sub guys in and out. You can get some kids some time. You keep them happy. You keep them involved yeah. with baseball. You can't do that. You're out, you're out. So these non-league games give us a chance to get some of these other guys in. I think that's really important, especially for a big school like us with a bigger roster. And then the other thing is that, you know, you only have a window of time to play your season. So what's been happening is you get a lot of rain and you have to make up a league game. So you make that up on one of these days where you might have a non-league game and you kind of shuffle things around. If you don't have that flexibility, you're going to get yourself into playing four straight days. You're going to be putting a lot of stress on arms. Some of these smaller schools that don't have the depth in their pitching staffs, are going to have a hard time fielding competitive pitchers when they get in those situations. And I just like the way it is right now. It's like in college ball. You know, unless you're a top team in the country who's playing for an at-large bid for some kind of, you know, uh, regional appearance, college teams, when they play their non-conference games, they don't have any impact on their season. I mean, most college teams, their conference games mean everything. And then they'll play games on Tuesdays or Thursdays, and they'll get some of their other guys in. That's our model. And I hope it stays that way, but I do think right that now it makes a lot of sense. But I think we're split right now. I think they did sort of a survey um, a couple right. weeks ago asking, do we want non-league games to count? And of the teams in the suburban one league, uh, it was kind of fifty-fifty. Uh, but those, right. yeah, but those of us who want them to not count, we feel very strongly about it. Um, so hopefully, uh, yeah, hope nothing changes. Change. But who yeah.
1: makes your schedule then?
2: Well, our, yeah, I mean, our schedule's set by the league. Um, no, no, you're out of conference. at a conference, it's pretty much just I do that. Like, I'll yeah. I'll contact teams and communicate with teams, and
4: we'll send. stuff Does your AD up. give
2: you a leeway? And yeah, I mean, I, usually the way leader. it works for me is I'll, I'll email him and say, hey, we want to play this team on this date, and then the two ADs will get together and confirm it. Um, that's generally the way we do it. Okay. Yeah. And is he, are you close with him? Is he help? help? He's, a great guy. A guy. Just started last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get along great. I've known him a long time. Um, so He's yeah, just, just starting out. a to me.
0: He yeah, was after he was, school. Because in 2005, yeah. when I interviewed for assistant coach job, he was he interviewed me, right. and then yeah. yeah, he
2: started out. He went to North yeah. Penn, graduated from yeah. North Penn, came back, started teaching special ed. Then he became an assistant principal, and then he left and went to Lower Marion and became the AD at Lower Marion for a few years. Then he came back to the district, got a job at Pendale. Then he came back to the high school, wow. um, and then when Bill Bartle retired, he became the new AD. How quickly can you get a game on? Could you get one in? Right now,
3: well, or do you do it as a year in
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, right now everybody's like we just, we just had to try to find a couple of JV games because we're going to Florida with varsity only, but we needed some JV games, and it gets tougher the closer you get. We do most of our scheduling um, in the in the fall. I would say is when most of our contacts are being made, and we're finalizing all that. Okay, cool. Right,
1: we're almost right. we're pushing close to two hours. Yeah, was, uh, really so. a, yeah,
0: yeah, talk yeah. To baseball. So yeah. yeah. Say, yeah. that's, that's tough. Hey, guys feel free to yeah, I know they're you know, talking two guys guy right guy here could
1: talk baseball
0: all day long. Yeah. 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 Well, I just love the
1: energy that comes from the two of you. Yeah that's why he called me. I hope it comes through is. on the podcast. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I will he, tell yeah, you man, uh, talked He texts me. No, <laughs> you're the baseball issue. Twelve thirty mass outstanding.
0: I just got out of corpus mass at twelve thirty. He say, Hey you want to go to the podcast with me at one o'clock? I said, Sure. I know he wasn't fair. I know he wasn't dollars too cold out. No. No.
5: I said, Sure.
1: All right, well, Kevin Frank, uh, we're wishing North Penn a lot yeah. of success this year. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll, we'll, have have your, we'll have our eyes on you. Oh, oh definitely. Come on out to the ballpark. We will. We will. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah definitely will.
4: I mean, I, I love baseball, game. so I, I will be, love I'm to, going to watch. I'll watch one of your games. Yeah, yeah. yeah come on and on the with the infield Like I said, because it was short. The energy. I have. Yeah, you got to see the energy. We have JV and a Pendel game. So I have two North Penn games, even though I got. I start in Fortune and was sick. Yeah, you got JV games, Jack? You doing? Yeah, you already know you have them already, right? Yeah, Bob Wolf is. I mean, they're they're so short. As soon as I said, I'd like to start with. That's even more of a a one Mm. that people. Oh, good.
0: good.
4: And
3: if Jack is up, and we'll definitely come, and so we can handle him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I
1: told you. I I watched him do a little league game. Yeah, and uh, Jack is on. He positions himself right, and you know he was out in the field Mm. at that time. I said, I
4: got to be ready for this. I was impressed, Jack. I'll say,
2: umpires. They are a big part of our baseball experience. Mm-hmm. There are so many yeah. guys that are umping that I have known since I played. I mean, Jan Tashman yeah. has been around for over 30-some years, 35-plus years. And I can't imagine a season without Jan Tashman umpiring. And we had another guy um, a couple years ago, uh, Al Frick, who was umpiring yeah. for many, many yeah. years. And and he stepped he retired from umpiring, and I remember seeing him every year. Sure. You get these guys that you just get to know them over the time, do, and, and, and honestly, they're, a, they're a part of the game. Doug Brown, be fair, I've
4: asked other umpires that in there, mm-hmm. and they said, you know, they said one or two guys had no reason to mention they weren't North Bend guys, and they said he's always willing mm. to even come out like mm. he did.
3: And you talk about oh, a love of the game. Yeah. They they have a love for the game too. Yeah, yeah. they, they
4: be, do. That's they somebody's like you know, want to make baseball. sure you're getting paid because it's an extra thing. Yeah, and you know, but mm. you like to be part of it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and even sometimes like with doing Norgo games. That's how I was first seen I'm like, who's that guy? Like 800 mm-hmm. people are going to try to impress. I like, that's the high school coach. So I just remember saying, you know. And Hamlin's kid was over there. They were all oh, there. Yeah, everybody. Sullivan's were there. Mm-hmm. And I used to always say, man, this is, you know, it's fun. How, you just ask somebody how's your record going? You know, tell know, and the same thing. Yeah, Kids yeah. are into it. They like yeah. to see, hey, well, hey, Jack, the, the guy who tw- did 12U, I think his kid ended up going to the South. They're, you yeah. know, they're going to the same Cooperstown. It's all fun. That was yeah, yeah, so the thing. Yeah, you know, these kids are dreaming again, Playing them. <laughs> yeah. It's a big deal to play for North Penn High School. It's, you yeah. know, it works and out, cut good. out for them.
0: The kids see the enthusiasm we have, you know, they feed off that. Uh, Absolutely. And they, they know what it takes to play here. And those kids, since they're 8, nine, ten years old, they come here and they that's what they want. They know what has yeah. to be done and they do it. You you
3: know when you're playing against a team and watching a team that uh, who's organized, has that enthusiasm, oh, okay. and they come with that that spirit like, man, we we got our hands full. Even before you see a pitch or anything else, these guys got it going on. They come off, the,
0: they get on the bus. Kevin always tells them, the way you, you come off the bus together, your dress—it's a uniform, not a multi-form. I mean, I fly with guys that we're supposed to have a uniform as a pilot. Guys aren't wearing hats, guys aren't wearing their coats, and it's not—it's not a multi-form. It's a uniform. It's got to be one to one, right? Yep. Right.
1: Well, it's also the routine, and and you watch how a team warms up and their practice, and you yeah. go absolutely—you like, woof, we got yeah. our hands full
0: you come with and these. Watch, you. I'm sure you, watched watched you see the games. You watch our pregame, sure. what we do, and you'll know. Yeah. Right, oh, well, no, they, they've said in the little leagues. Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there early. So I'll, the guys I'll say, get down to the field. take one I'll in. will go down." I remember yeah,
4: Sullivan yeah. was there because you know he, he was. I love baseball. A great so a yeah. great guy. But Evan would do. You get a good crowd about something. Yeah, like, and they'd say, "Don't run out there. You're not going to play at the high school level. Yeah, Don't run out there. You're going play." And all the all nine of the kids, especially when they get like eleven and twelve. Don't run out there, and then you would come the next game saying, who's not running out there? Don't and the there. guy sat him down the one time. So you, they, and they just no, – you, know, you come out nice at a high school game taking ground balls yep. and
0: field outfield, you'll, you'll see it. You'll, you'll, want to, you'll want to run out the field play. <laughs> <laughs> you'll do it. Well, that's I that's might what, bring
1: my no, yeah. glove.
4: <laughs> I, I don't want to get hit in the stomach like Skip Wilson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the old yeah. adage is, is, if they know you care, they'll run through a wall. For Absolutely. And I feel the same yeah. way about them. same thing. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. And Make like sure you, like you were 20. saying
3: earlier, Frank, well, like, you know, you
1: have the you kid who came t- and helped and you with so ele- your electric. You, I'm sure they're know. talking about you.
0: Yeah, I'll send it to so our, our right. social
1: media manager. Yeah. Oh, that,
0: Thursday, that's me. Thursday,
4: yeah, the father said, that's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you want to That was. That's even, I told him, that's even better than anything else. Here are
0: former players have that same type of character to their profession.
5: And that was 2015,
0: and now he's, they're 26 years old, Kelly, you know? Yep. Electrician worked with his dad at 14. Good and, 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 well, I texted him, he got right back, said, I'll tell my dad to come over and help you out. You well, know? I that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What's, the,
4: what's, what's Frank Jr.
0: do? Is he 23? Yeah,
4: he's right, he's, right he's uh, teaching right now. So he's oh, okay, t- cool. he we got
0: an extra COVID year for tennis at Millersville, but he's, he's teaching first grade
4: in York. Oh, not nice. York, yeah. So Love So he's not even on your payroll anymore, huh? Not yet. <laughs> He'll be back. Yeah, when yeah, it. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, he's, that he's, works out.
0: Don't come back. Yeah.
1: All right, well, All right. Kevin and Frank, thank you very much thank for watching you. The North Sun Baseball nice. episode 142.
5: Right check shotgun with Norm Jim in the books. You see you guys.